Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go on. There we go. All right. And who else is here? Hmm. Let's take a look. Well, oh, Michael Fontaine's a veteran, too. We love you, man. Thank you for your service. Fabster, looking good, man. Looking good. Your head size looks like it's down at least three inches tonight. Good for you. Good for you. You must be dieting. Thomas Fessler, thank you so much for kicking off the Super Chat tonight. Very much appreciate it. The Super Chat is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis, but we are just... Taking a good look at it tonight. And, uh, yeah, Anonymous Rex, how you doing, Timmy? Good to see you. Your head is looking shiny tonight, by the way. We have 29 seconds before we launch this thing, and we are going to make it look good for you tonight. Yeah, hour three. How about four more seconds of the Tic Tac video? Four more seconds. We're going to get to that in hour three, so you got to stick around for that. Yeah, very few people have actually seen this but we're going to make it count. We're going to make it rock, and we're going to make this a fun show. War Eagle, nice to have you here. Dennis Zuniga, thanks for coming on in. Favor time, people. Horns up. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live at kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old Davey the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on tiktok at spaced out radio our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a great show for you tonight. Danielle Borazan is here. She's going to take us around the universe looking for strange and unique things. Hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp with Swamp Dweller for another spooky story. Fedora John and Tim Senor are bringing four more seconds of the Tic Tac footage on the UFO report, and Shirky Poo has the news. Tonight, Daniel Diva DeRozan is about the universe, love, healing, paranormal, and all strange and unique things. As a young child, she was introduced to ancient craft, what she continues to practice up to today. Her studies and passion for the stars, spirituality, and ancient geometry occupy most of her day. She lives and breathes stardust, what most people call paranormal. For Daniel, or Danielle, pardon me, is 
just another normal day because that's both her gift and her curse. We're going to find out from Danielle everything about this tonight. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio tonight. How are you in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta? Thank you very much for having me. I'm actually doing great. I'm really happy. Just came from the business trip. So I'm here all set up for this evening, pumped up, ready. Hello to all my lovely Canadians, to everybody watching. Uh, Also to Sean Graham, who is a producer and also my boss and another co-host where I'm co-host. So I want to say thank you for having me on. I'm excited and hello to everybody around the globe, especially my Canadian Americans. Love you all. (laughs) Well, as a lifetime experiencer and a lifetime of searching, researching for who you are, let's let our audience get to know you a little bit here, because this mm-hmm. is something, as you say, the paranormal is who you are. It's what you are. It's it, it's what you've been. It's what's defined you through your entire life. How did this all get started for you? Well, uh, basically, uh, as a young child, I noticed I was different. I was capable of seeing and feeling the things. And in the beginning, you know, uh, of course, um, my mother would guide me and help me out and say, you know, Daniel, these would be just the dreams that will come out the truth one day and you will see it. And then basically my first biggest vision uh, happened when I was around the nine years old and uh, basically what was happening my father was going to cut the walnut tree inside of my uh, grandpa's uh, backyard and in that vision in my dream I saw him actually cutting off uh, his legs and uh, I woke up I was screaming I was crying and I was saying to my mom you know not to go of course he went who's gonna say you know you cannot help grandpa come on you know grandpa is an old man and then just uh, not even an hour after that, uh, basically, we got a call that chain from the basically, uh, you know, from the chainsaw got off and cut off his uh, legs. Uh, luckily, didn't cut off like the blood supplies, but it was pretty ba- bad and messy. Some people got angry at me when I say the visions, but uh, my mother and uh, supported me through my whole life and she supported me even today. Uh, so I'm really, really happy and blessed. But my visions since then started becoming uh, always realistic. I'm capable of seeing in the future. I'm capable of seeing through the cards, through the dreams. I do astral travel. And uh, I also help finding the missing people the best I can. And I do the ancient craft. When people think what ancient craft is it, I'm not talking about the hocus pocus that we see in Disneyland. I'm actually talking about something that is really connected what our great grandmothers did. And that's the blessings of the house, cleaning of the negative energy and actually supplying your heart and soul with the positive energy. So that's basically what I do every day. (laughs) So for you, I mean, being able to predict and see the future, see the past, see what is going on all around the world. How does this work for you? How does it uh, come to you? Is is it in visions? Is it in messages? How does this work? Well, it, it depends. Uh, a lot of times, uh, sometimes they call me, and you are my Canadian, and they call me Canadian Edgar Casey on the more than couple shows, and I started laughing. Uh, the reason why, because when I fall asleep, uh, I do astral traveling or out-body experience. So basically, my soul will go outside of my body or my spirit, and I'm capable of seeing certain things. Uh, sometimes those things can be tiring. They will make me tired and uh, you know I need to rest especially if I did see something that is negative 
Um, and but if it's there's also things that are positive. I also see good things. So uh, so I could say that things come in a different ways. They come through dreams. They come as I feel through the day. So I may hear the things or as I come and touch the person or if they send me the pictures and certain things or if, for example, for the missing people, they will tell me, you know, this is who I'm looking for. And they will send me the picture and I will try to connect to them and find uh, basically a connection for that human being that they're looking for. So all my visions come through a different channels. It depends what I'm, what I'm looking for. I love it. I do because I mean, it, it, scares, it scares the daylights out of me, but it is so realistic as well. I mean, do you ever scare yourself with what you're able to see and what you're able to yeah. accomplish? I mean, because like if you're witnessing, you know, people getting in accidents or worse, or you're, or you're seeing uh, events of the world that are not very pleasant. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be hard on your own consciousness. There is a, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Dave, uh, uh, as I'm getting older and maturing more, right, I'm, I'm getting used to many things. And I actually learn many things more about myself as I mature and as I grow. And like I say, my mother is my backup bone. Like, God bless her with all my heart. Uh, I give her the kiss even right now. I know she's watching. But I also want to say, uh, basically, uh, you know, there's certain times when I, get up and I say, oh my God, like you're saying, this is going to happen in the world. And I do see it and it bothers me because I know I cannot stop it. Right. Uh, but there's certain things, you know, that sometimes do scare me, especially if I see that there is an illness or something that is going to happen to the loved one. I try to stop it. And sometimes they listen or sometimes they don't. Uh, it depends how you can reach the people. Uh, but it does. It can be scary. Like I'm saying, it's my gift and my curse. So it's it's a both ways. So for you, how long did it take you to develop these these tools? Let's let's call them tools because that's what they are. Yes. I mean, how long did it take you to finally get a grasp of them where they weren't out of control to where you are today? I will just say openly, uh, you know, because I've been having it since I was a little child and I was capable of seeing shadow people, uh, evil spirits, uh, people hurting each other. And uh, in the beginning, we were all thinking those were nightmares and see the nightmares didn't become reality. And uh, after that, basically what happened, I kind of learn more and more about it. And with the guidance of my mother and certain shamans that I really admire and respect uh basically i became more and more stronger in my 20s and after 24 25 uh basically i became more and more solid in where i am right now so i can say um around probably late 20s that i became really stable on my feet and knowing exactly where i am what i'm doing and how i can control certain things how i can use them to help people or you know to find certain things advise people and etc lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it takes, if people say immediately that they know how to control their gifts or how to use them, it's not possible. Because these tools, they come from all around you. And there's no really a teachers that they can teach you. This is not a high school where you sit in social class and somebody will teach you how to deal with it. So. No, very, very true. I mean, growing up and having these abilities... How did this affect your life? Because you are an immigrant to Canada, and yes. you know Canada is not very well known for being a a nation of open minded spiritualists. We're very agnostic, and even certain areas where it's very um, let's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not agnostic, but. Uh, uh, whatever the term is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand. The, yeah. the chat room will come up with a term for me, and I'll be able to say it. Yeah, then. but I, 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 yeah. How was it Go for ahead. you? How was it for you growing up? I, I'll be honest to you. I came to Canada when I was fourteen. I'm, I'm really proud to uh, call myself Canadian because I am Canadian citizen. This is, this is my home. I, I finished exactly. Go Oilers, go! Even if we lost, so. <laughs> So uh, basically, uh, uh, what happened, uh, I finished my high school here. Uh, I had a wonderful friends in high school. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a really multicultural high school and people loved me, admire me there. And then, um, you know, I never had any issue with true Canadians, uh, to be honest to you. I It was more being scared of my own kind and the community that I'm coming from being judged that you are capable of seeing certain things than uh, my fellow Canadians. When I came to university, I must say that's where my wings did expand because people uh, really did uh, accepted me and love me for who I am. So I must say I never had terrible experience with any of my uh, brother and sister Canadians and I do love them deeply. I must say they they are, they are really part of who I am today. So for you, growing up this way, when did you knew, know or figure out that this was going to be your your lifetime? This was going to be who you are and how you were going to be defined as a person in helping other people find their own spiritual path, their ways, and their understanding of how this world works way outside what we see on a daily norm. You know what? Uh, in the beginning, like I like I said, I was using it for my own family and the friends. I didn't go too much out uh, from my own bubble, if you can call it that way. And then uh, my my mother did actually become uh, sick uh, from the rectal cancer. And uh, during that time, prior to that, I did have a vision of my brother who passed away um, as a young child, uh, and he was coming into my dreams and warning me that our mother will become sick and that she will go through some terrible things. And then actually I did see that directly in one of my dreams prior to her getting sick just a couple months after that, actually getting the true diagnosis. And she told me that the lady, and she wasn't scary like you see in Hollywood movies, but we can say she was cold. And she said to me, I will take 
uh, what is near your heart. And that's written really in my book. At that moment, I didn't understand exactly what she was saying. So there's so many things that are close to my heart and I wasn't capable, you know, figuring out exactly who she wants. And then after that, when my mother got diagnosed, I started using more of my gifts to actually heal her. I entered more into spiritual world. I connected to our original people here in Canada, especially to Nakoda tribe from the Spirit League, like St. Anne here, uh, that my mother got healed at. And uh, I started entering uh, Reiki. I started entering uh, different drumming circles. And that's when I figured out that uh, I can use my gift to help others. Especially, I will tell you something, Dave, what actually did kind of open my eyes. We were one day inside of the cross cancer, uh, basically, uh, hospital. And my mother just had her ostomy bag that, thanks to God, she doesn't have it anymore. She's totally cured. And then I was doing Reiki. As I was doing Reiki on her, I could see that her face was becoming relaxed and she was feeling better and better. And of course, she's on a morphine drip. And, you know, those make you nauseated, sick and everything. And now my mother, you know, her tension of the face, she started relaxing. Somebody who also has a medical background, I was thinking, you know, I said, Mom, are you better? She goes, like, please continue, please continue. And then I look at her, she fall asleep. I continuing the next day and the days after. And then some certain patients said, can you please do it for me? Can you do it? I start helping some people around and I figured out why I wouldn't help other people, you know, the, the best I can. And uh, then I started connecting with a uh, medicine man. I started going deeper with the uh, Nakora people into spirituality. And I connected my soul really with my spiritual gifts. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use every platform that I can to help people around the world, find the healing, find themselves and know that there's always option. That's how I started my journey. Would you consider yourself a spiritual healer or would you consider yourself more an empath that has the ability to guide people to healing themselves? Uh, empath, uh, um, I'm not an empath because uh, empath is something that I found that people are now tossing back and forth. We're actually discussing that a lot last time on the show. As somebody who is a born as a psychic and a medium that I am, uh, I would say I'm more as a healer and a psychic of a medium than an empath. Empath is somebody also who went, uh, uh, my friend, uh, to traumatic experiences a lot of times. So that's a lot of times when you will be empathetic and feeling a lot of emotions and energies around you because these channels are now more open for you. And unfortunately, we live in this kind of world where people are more traumatized than healed. And But, you know, I'm thinking we need more empaths in this world and we need people to understand traumatic experiences of each other and help each other heal their souls. But I look myself as a psychic medium and a healer and somebody who used the energy to help others. That's how I look at myself. For people who may not understand how psychic healing works... Because there's a lot of people out there who will believe that mm-hmm. this is just a bunch of garbage. It's it's a bunch of, of woo. Uh, you know, we don't we don't get to uh, this. Really doesn't happen. We shouldn't put any emphasis on this 
but you're contradictory to that, you know, because of what you've experienced, what you've lo- uh, know, and what you have ha- had uh, to help or done to help people. So for you, you know, how do you explain the reality of this ability? I will, I will explain uh, this in very two simple words. Uh, I question it even myself sometimes, even with these gifts, uh, I question it sometimes. And uh, when my mother became ill and I realized because uh, my mother is cleared out by cross cancer uh, uh, here in Alberta Institute of Cross Cancer. And I will mention clearly the name uh, oncologist, Dr. Keith Tankel and Dr. Dale Berg. They were the one who cleared her out. So, um, and that's also written in my book. Uh, my mother is a miracle and uh, she was almost uh, metastasis. So she was three and a half stage of a rectal cancer. So basically they remove also part of her colon or her rectum. She had an ostomy bag. It was a fight for her life. And uh, I knock at every door I could. And uh, when I entered the spirituality and when I used that on my own mother, including Reiki, including the healing, including the knowledge of our Aboriginal people, I realized that energy inside of ourselves and the prayer, power of a prayer and a hope and a faith can actually raise people from the dead. And somebody who is in a medical field a lot, I actually saw many of uh, our patients bringing a lot of times people that would do miracles. I'm not talking, you know, exchange your way of the healing yourself or, you know, don't go to the doctor far away from it because that's also who I am too. But I'm also saying don't give up the hope because I started basically their journey and using it when I saw that my mother is a miracle and I wouldn't give it to anybody if my mother didn't get cured. And my mother is one of them. I, I know the feeling you my mother had a colostomy bag too, from having, from having uh, colon cancer. And so I know, I know exactly the pain and the trauma that that goes through. It hits home uh, a little bit uh, right there in regards to it. But, you know, the healing process, how quickly does it actually come into play when you start working with somebody? You know, it depends. Like I was saying, I was impressed. And I was shocked even by myself while she was sitting there in the bed and basically they just give the CPAP pump, what is the, actually the pump that you press the morphine uh, that basically will control your pain. So whenever she's in pain, you press it, and then this pump will give you basically the injection to intravene so it controls your pain. So she said to me, you know, oh, Daniel, you know, let's try this. And as I put my hands around her uh, ostomy bag, you know, and she was all bandaged up, of course, uh, I could see that she was more and more relaxed and her tension of the face. I couldn't believe it. Dave, I'll be honest to you. I had tears coming down my face because this is my, my own mother. This is, you know, my hands are tied. There's not too much I can do. And then uh, after that, um, another lady came up and then I had people asking me for every day. There's somebody asking uh, for something and I'm glad that I could help. Uh, the best I can. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And But I'm saying everybody's different. But the first time I saw it, he started acting immediately, and uh, I'll never forget my mom's face till the day I die. Absolutely. We got about two and a half minutes before we have to go to break. At the bottom of the hour, Danielle Diva Borzan is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. She is totally paranormal. You know, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember your first ghost? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, actually, that happened while uh, it was again with uh, me and my mother and the person passed away between both of us and he was wearing a black jacket just like you see John Travolta in those movies you know the grease and he had a black hair very young and handsome gentleman and at that moment I look at her and she looked at me we were both shocked and she went even to open the door and we were looking at each other but that was the first time we saw the real ghost actually passing between two of us just like that. And I will never forget that. So I shared that experience with my mom, and I'll never forget that. So that ghost that you saw, how did it, how did it, did it communicate with you? Did it? Oh, yeah, that, I think, not I think, uh, he was actually passing through. And as we were just standing there and... Uh, I remember she was in the kitchen and I was just standing on the other side and he just came between us out of from nowhere, from the wall. And uh, at that time we were living actually in an apartment uh, 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 and he came through the wall and we were both staring at each other. I couldn't believe. And it just disappeared. And I was like, that was a ghost, mom, that was a ghost. And of course, being much younger and uh, she looked at me and then we both opened the door and we were looking and then she blessed the house because at that time I was very young. She blessed the house and we were just, but even that experience, I'll never forget. But he came through the wall. That was our, he actually came from a different dimension, just passing through. But that was my first experience to see the total apparition of the person, like basically and how he looks. I could be capable of recognizing right now. Well, we're going to get into more ghosts, more happenings, more Mother Earth, oh, more awesome. spirituality, maybe some aliens awesome. if, if, if we can, sure. you know, with Danielle Diva Borosan here on Spaced Out Radio. We are in for a wild, wild night. And if you're tuning in now, wait till hour three. You got to make it there. We got, remember the Tic Tac UFO video? We have another four seconds of that video. Yeah, how about plasma being shot at jet fighters? Think about wow. that. We got it all. But first, a great interview tonight with Danielle Diva Dorazan here on Spaced Out Radio. Let's get the woo up here, people. We continue right after this.
All right, we're clear. Cool. Fun times. That's a good first half hour. Solid. <laughs> it was it was interesting. I I I'm enjoying it so far. We're having a blast, and you are full of the energy, so I'm enjoying it. I like when I'm the trying. people are full of the energy. You have positive energy. I like it. Oh, don't I go that feel. far. Don't go that far. I've got a I've got a reputation to uh, hold up here. Okay, you, you will do good. I promise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, this is uh, this is great so far. This is great so far. It's, yeah, it's quite quite uh, interesting because I can feel people's energy, and as you're talking, I can feel your energy. So I pick up on the energies of <coughs> others. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? I'm actually feeling I'm feeling that you're really positive, you're a really energetic person and you're really hyper tonight. That's what I feel. I am hyper tonight. Uh, I I will admit that. I will admit that. I'm a little hyper tonight, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll it's give, good. I'll give I you like that. I like I like happy people. I like happiness. And I'm in a really good mood, so I'm I'm happy too. So good. We're well, we are matching. We are matching. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, what, what can we blame it on here? Um, you know what? Oh, let's set the mood a little bit. Let, let's get a little bit of sage burning in here. What the hell? Burn this shit. Let's get her going. What kind of sage do you have? Uh, smudge blend, white sage, thyme, oh, white la- sage. lavender, oh. lavender, and thunderbird, whatever that is. Oh, beautiful! Those are that's the lovely mixtures you're uh, having there. Yeah, one of my listeners sent this to me, so you know we wooed mm. up a little bit in the show or in the studio here. Make things awesome. Make things happen. It's good. I, I use a lot of sage. I actually use a lot of things from our uh, uh, Aboriginal people here in Canada. I really, when it comes to their beliefs and their tradition and healing, and I really have a huge respect from them. I, I learn a lot, a lot from them. I have a one uh, beautiful drum that is given to me uh, by my uh, friend, a medicine man. So it's quite amazing how. I'm enjoying the drum when I go to the spirit lake and I use it for the praying. I love it. There we go. Now we're burning. Now we're burning. burning. Okay, good. (laughs) There we go. You can see it. Don't get firefighters there. Right right above my name, you can see it right there, burning away. Yes, we can can see it. We can see it. Yeah. Now, I I have a drum. I I was in the forest on Mm -hmm. Saturday uh, with my buddies and my son. We were... uh, trying to find Sasquatch it uh yeah we didn't find it the only thing that we actually had happen was right literally about two minutes five minutes before we started um before we started packing up uh we sat there for like three and a half hours four hours out there just built a fire and and everything and had a great night roasted some hot dogs and, and uh but um, it wasn't until probably five minutes before we left there was something big walking through the through the forest. I don't know what the oh. hell it, I don't know what the hell it was. I saw yeah, I saw a Bigfoot uh, beside the Spirit Lake, and we even reported it to the Rangers in Jasper National Park. That doesn't surprise and they said, me. 
They, and you know what, my friend? They said uh, we were not the first one. This accidentally happened. I'm telling you, we went for a break mm-hmm. and we parked the RV and the Bigfoot was there across the spirit, uh, across the medicine lake. I'll never forget that. And that's uh, when I started my quest for searching on this creature up to today. Oh, but I never it. saw it after that. I'm not going to lie, but I'll, I wish I can see it again. I, I, yes. will, I will tell you something after. So I got home, I, I got home at about one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and at two fifty five, I woke up because I was taken. Oh, I, so you were visited? I oh. got. Oh no, I was more than visited. I, well, I understand. And there was this, there, there was this little gray dude there, except he didn't have the big black eyes. He had these like luminescent bright green eyes these almond shaped green eyes and it was it was weird man and he was showing me photos of of black triangles and and then all of a sudden i felt the pull that it was um that it was taking me away and then i woke up and my head was killing me um uh, hold on, we got about five seconds. My head was killing me from where I was implanted previously. Here we go. Hold on. Of course. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's News Wire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Author, psychic, futurist, and person who can read absolutely everything. So don't hold any secrets from her. (laughs) Danielle Diva Dorazan is here tonight on Spaced Out Radio. She is telling us some of her great paranormal stories. Danielle, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, I, since we're on the topic of paranormal, I would love for you to share some of the, some paranormal happenings that have really stood out for you. And like right during our radio break, you were telling us about how you actually had an encounter with Sasquatch in Jasper National yes. Park between British Columbia and Alberta. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, well, basically, this is the, the true story. We went for a little break, uh, just around, uh, uh, and uh, we have a big RV. So I, I was driving, even if people go like, oh, come on, you know, you're only 5'4", and you can drive the 35-foot RV. I said, come on, I can do it. Why not? So we can do anything. So I was driving it, and I, I park it, and... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That I was holding my little puppy, and everybody that knows me, they know I have my, my little Maggie. She, she is my daughter. She's my love. And uh, as... Basically, went to the Medicine Lake, so everybody can search Medicine Lake on the, in Jasper Park uh, National Park in Canada. So it was just a viewing and nothing else. And as we parked there, Maggie was kind of going across towards to the left. I want to go, I want to go. And she's really, you know, pulling and pulling. And I'm like, come on, okay, I'll take you across. What is the big deal about it? So as I was coming across... You know, I went across the highway because the highway is huge and there's only one lane up and one lane down. And then there's a mountain above there and the lake is uh, basically in a valley down. So I went there and as Maggie was coming, I look at the trees and as I look at the trees, what she's looking and barking at, I saw big evergreen trees. But then she continued going closer and closer. So I pick her up in my arms and I'm like, okay, let me just kind of go a little bit up the slope because the slope is just like a little bit. And as I look it up beside the one evergreen tree, there's a huge, huge creature. And at that moment, I close and open the eyes. I first thought like, do I'm seeing really well? And I saw this is like over seven feet tall because it was bigger than one of the evergreen trees. And I made the eye contact. As I made the eye contact, Maggie was still barking and she wants to get out of my, basically out of my arms. And then as I was approaching it, a couple stones come back, like down, going down. And I approach it. I made the eye connection. I never saw Dave's anything in my life going that fast through the woods. It was foo, 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 and was gone up to the hill. I went back to the RV. I'm the person who talks. I admit, you know, even women, they love to talk. And I was quiet. Everybody was looking at me, but they didn't. I am quiet. And then 10 minutes after that, I said, guys, I just saw a big foot. And everybody was like, what? I said, I just saw a big foot. And we went back. We couldn't see it. I'm not going to lie. I went back many times after that. I didn't see it. But it was reported to uh, uh, Jasper National Park Rangers. We And I personally phoned and everything. But the rangers said, I'm not surprised. Uh, first of all, Jasper National Park uh, is under the protection of the UNESCO. And it's uh, under the seven, uh, basically, miracles in the world because it's so beautiful and protected. So there's many things that people can find and see there. And then he said, we are not the first one. But what I'm surprised that now... Everybody that goes to the Medicine Lake, so many people reporting different things that they do have cameras exactly 
on the trees that are facing down the lake and they're saying that creature is probably coming down the slope onto the lake. Now, this lake is also miraculous itself because it disappears during the winter and comes uh, back during the, the early spring because there's so many caves under, you know, and they say there's tunnels and everything. I talked to uh, basically uh, one of the original persons uh, from Pocahontas village nearby, and he actually told me that's the village that it's called Pocahontas. And he actually told me that they believe in them and that they did see them and they call them actually the star people and the visitors from the other side. So uh, this basically connection they had for already a long time ago. And that's when I started searching more and more on the Bigfoot and Sasquatch. And I want to say um, to me, we shouldn't hunt it. We should protect it and uh, you know, make some kind of connection the best we can. But that's my biggest experience, Dave, that, you know, I hope I'll have again, but it, it changed me like that. And it would stay in my head up to the day I die. Now, with that, have you ha- had any uh, psychic contact with Sasquatch to kind of learn what they are about or what kind of creature they are? Yes. So I started then digging more and I would uh, open my cards and I would try to concentrate. Or if I actually, what I do, I travel in my mind. So I try, what I found out by my own research, I actually found out that they are more intelligent than us. They communicate to the third eye. And at that moment, when I did see him, he got scared of me. Uh, Many people think, you know, okay, you are a you're a woman, you know, why he would be, and the Maggie's barking. So he was probably scared as the dog and I was approaching him. And he, I found that they are not that dangerous. Like people are saying, we are more threat to them than they're a threat to them. Uh, Thank you, Donnie. Uh, Also what I can uh, say, another thing, uh, you know, they're coming from a different dimensions and they've been here for a while. And I did a lots of research on it, uh, connecting to our Aboriginal people here in Canada and United States, uh, that they have been here for a while. And uh, we shouldn't be scared of them, just like we shouldn't be scared of UFOs. And that's also another thing that I think so. But they are not that dangerous. We are more danger to them than they're danger to us, Dave. I'm telling you honestly. Yes, and... You know what? Uh, they are very shy and timid. I, I believe there are different types of the creatures. I do believe, you know, just like humans, mm-hmm. there are the aggressive ones. There are the angry ones. There are, you yeah. know, the the killing ones and, and all sorts yeah. of stuff. But I would say for the most part, I agree with you that they are a, a creature that seems to be uh, very, very, how can you put it, uh, docile, wanting to live its own mm-hmm. life. Uh, where, yes. wherever they're from, I tend to lean towards them being more supernatural than flesh and blood, yes. even though I do yes. think they, they can be flesh and blood as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of mystery that goes along with this. And I know you're into the cryptids. I mean, looking behind you, you have a giant gargoyle that that's yes. behind you. And, and have you had interactions with other cryptids and, and creatures along the likes as well? 
You know, uh, um, what, what I can tell you, you know, uh, basically many people get scared of the dragons and that's what you see behind me. But I'm very closely connected to uh, uh, dragons. Um, and again, that started with British Columbia. So it started with your uh, place. When I entered the Enchanted Forest, we were actually going there on vacation after my mother got cured. And finally, you know, everything settled, Dave. And I said, let's go for a little trip. Let's have a little rest, you know, just for a couple of days. And uh, we went there. And as I was coming, uh, first of all, we went to the ghost town. That was pretty amazing because many things you can encounter there and then we went to enchanted forest this is not just for the kids actually because it's full of the paganism it's full of the rituals and uh, ancient craft and i i was there uh with my sister and uh as i was there you know we were walking around and then uh, i saw this dragon and it was an orange beautiful dragon there's so many beautiful things out there and then as i Look at the dragon. It's almost like say, come by me. Come, come, come by me. And I took that dragon and I went to buy it. Then I saw the lady. She was bagging herself. She had a pentagram. Older, beautiful lady. And she said to me, oh, you know, he's been here for a while. And nobody wanted to buy him. It looks like you are the one who picked him up. So I, I smiled. And she goes like, well, he, you know, the dragons choose you. You don't choose the dragons. And after that, I started becoming, having more and more visions. And I actually connected with the dragons. I work, people, when they think you are draconian, uh, you don't fly. <laughs> but you are connected with encrypted, what it means you can call upon these creatures. And you will also meet the creatures uh, that are connected with the humans. So, for example, people that do have dragons uh, tattoos, they also call them that they are marked by the dragons. And I know many of them and they enter my life very easy or they're born in a sign of a dragon. And those are really closely connected to me. And uh, so also, uh, you know, sometimes when I start thinking about stuff like that, I understood that basically cryptids are just the creatures from other dimensions that we need to discover and connect with them. So... That's my another connection. I'm a huge draconian, and I deeply believe in it. Have you ever had encounters with gnomes or little people or other cryptids such as dogman or or wendigos or skinwalkers? Uh, the the I'll be telling you the little people or the gnomes. I had it once, and I had it in my house, and this was a very scary situation situation and I'll tell you why uh, that evening I was really really tired and I sleep very little very very little I need very little rest because I'm tuning to many different channels and I work a lot at night that's when my my brain works the most and I did fall asleep as I did fall asleep I did see this little creature um, my house is on a split level so I saw this little creature coming up to the stairs as he was coming up to the stairs, uh, he couldn't enter because where I sleep, I have the sage and many things and I'm really in a bubble. So you're not capable of entering. I have my own way of protection. But uh, he was capable of attacking my mother. Uh, my mother was with me and she was resting and uh, the, the, the woman screamed she said that he lifted her up and she even described how he looks, exactly how I did see him. So not all the gnomes are pleasant 
uh, I manage to return him where he needs to go. And I actually know why he came because uh, sometimes the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Certain creatures are angry or they want to tell you something. And as you psychic and a medium, they come to you. Uh, when it's coming to the... <laughs> uh, when it's coming to the uh, basically, uh, you know, dogman... I heard about it, and I'm working actually on a monthly column uh, for uh, Mr. Nick Valente, uh, and I do write a monthly column about the cryptology for him each month. So I have to submit one actually tomorrow. So uh, I didn't see it, but I deeply believe in it, and I believe that there's many creatures out there that we can meet and encounter. Shadow people I see constantly. That was my first vision since I was a child. And they actually come to me. They talk to me. They attack me when I was a kid. And I wouldn't play with them if anybody knows what they are. Yeah, shadow people are just uh, of a different culture and, and breed altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, yes. they can either be extremely scary or extremely uh, positive, depending on who you're actually yes. following. But but for you, I mean, going through the gamut where you have had paranormal encounters, you've had uh, cryptid encounters, spiritual encounters, attacks, and have you ever been involved w- with having extraterrestrial encounters? I will be honest to you. Uh, I did a lot of research on extraterrestrial. Uh, I connected with many uh, paranormal researchers, professors, and the doctors when it's coming to that. So I enjoy studying it. Uh, I had one dream, uh, and I shouldn't say it's a dream. I should say it's a vision, and I hope it never repeats again because it wasn't pleasant. Uh, and uh, they came... Uh, through the basically a window, uh, and I was sleeping, and all what I remember uh, that I was pinned to the bed, so I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. There was no possibility, but I was awake, and I remember somebody putting something into my mouth. After that, uh, I never saw them again, and I hope <laughs> when it comes to that that I don't uh, see them again. I think that they come to test. I think they come when they're curious i came they come because we are marked uh like i agree with our paul human like the the one that was minister of defense uh he was doing a lot of teachings in calgary and in alberta so i had a pleasure to hear him and uh to talk to him a couple times so i must say i agree with him 90 percent of them are usually not that scary but just like in every galaxy that are one that are um you know 
they can be really aggressive and um, testing us just like as we are testing them. But I could say anybody who does see extraterrestrial or has experience with any kind of paranormal, they get used to it. But my that experience, it wasn't that pleasant. I didn't feel harmed. Uh, I just felt paralyzed. I just felt that I couldn't breathe. I got up. I was really wet. I didn't have any markings or anything, but I knew they were there. And uh, I think that they came because they were curious of my knowledge and they wanted to see what I see about them. That's that's what I think. I'm surprised you don't have more, considering you're so connected to the other side. Usually, well, you know, when when people are are this connected, there is a a magnitude of of contact from all sorts of creatures and beings from space to the other side that are trying to grapple for your attention at every minute. I, th- I thought you would. Have I have that. <laughs> I have uh, spirits and ghosts contact me constantly. Um, just like I can tell you openly, not even about two days ago, we I had a visitor in my house that I had to bless the house and tell him to go away. I have people shutting off the TV and closing the TV. Um, I have shadow people. I have people texting me constantly to connect with their dead loved ones and then I try to channel or to find somebody and uh, so I have those uh, channels constantly open but I'll tell you something about extraterrestrial honestly Uh, when it comes to them if they want to channel me I'd say something leave me the message and go away Uh, there's a things that um, in my head I keep very disconnected not that much connected to them because also i personally think that we shouldn't play with them especially if it's somebody who has gift like me i try to avoid them the best i can because i think if they get attached to me they won't leave me alone <laughs> that's my that's 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 my own my own thing so people may feel different that they want to talk to them every day um I talk to them on, I should say, a monthly basis, but not every day. I try not to. I should say more, not that they don't contact me. I try not to get in deeper connection with them. Maybe I should rephrase myself. Well, you know what? You always have to be a little bit a little bit um, careful with what you do want to bring in and what you want to be able to to you know kind of control on your own you you always want to have that sense of control don't you yes and uh to me uh you know i can control now that i'm becoming older i can control many things like i'm telling you that area for 99 percent of people on this planet is still very unknown it doesn't matter if you have a gift or you don't have a gift we are still made out of the you know uh flesh and bone and we have spiritual body of course but uh, my opinion about that, I respect them deeply. I think they're star people. I think we were never alone. And, you know, we are never alone either. Uh, so, but I have a respect when it's coming to them. And I also try not to be that much channel into them. So if they want to channel me, I try to also block it. Because I think many people that also play with them, sometimes they pay the price and I did see that from some of the colleagues I can say that they're gifted because after that they couldn't stop it so I try to control it the best I can 
Very interesting. We got about four minutes to go here before we have to go to break here at the top of the hour. Our guest tonight, Danielle Diva de Rosen, is our guest tonight. And we're talking all things psychic, supernatural. And why not? In hour two, we will take questions from the audience as well. But for you, Danielle, I mean, what do you like dealing with? Do you like dealing with helping people? Do you like dealing with the dead and getting them across to wherever they need to go? I, I, uh, my main mission is uh, helping people. So what I actually do, I get contacted constantly because people want the answers. And I also help a lot of times people to cross over. So when somebody is actually visiting you or stuck or the dead loved one, uh, basically the one who doesn't know how to go, um, where they need to go. I also enjoy helping them back or guiding them back. Um, so to me, uh, my main source would be spreading the light, connecting the light, past souls' life, and also, you know, uh, connecting people with their uh, missions because a lot of times people don't know what their mission is. So I do uh, many different uh, many different things, but I should say uh, spirituality, where people, you know, are trying to connect to their loved ones. I also do that. And past lives, I enjoy past lives. They are oh, really my special. We could get into that. Let's get into that a little bit because sure. that, is, sure. that is so much fun. <laughs> it's so easy to to just create a past life. How do we know if yes. we really lived it or not? Of course, I first of all must tell you, I start laughing uh, when people come to me and they always say, you know, I was a king and queen and I was a, a prince of England and I start laughing. I'm like, really? And because it's psychologically, uh, Dave, you would agree with me. If I tell you you were a king of England in your past life, you will immediately feel better. So some people like to play uh, with people's uh, minds and that's unfortunately what they do. But there's people that are honest. First of all, you will be capable of connecting to your past lives. So if I start reading your past life and I open the cards right now and I say, for example, Dave, in your past life, I see this and I see that. You'll say, oh, but that's now it makes sense why I like this. Or I'll say, you know, Dave, you're doing the radio program because I see this is what you were doing and you were not finishing. So your past life is actually connected to the missions that you're doing today. Also, the birthmarks, some birthmarks will be connected uh, your genealogy will be connected and you will be capable of seeing the truth instead of uh, basically uh, connecting with it I can say but that's up to the up to the Mr. Scott if he wants you, to you say go right ahead. Tell, let's, let's see if you're right because I know what mine are I know that you are a wolf for sure 100% you are a wolf really I never got yes. that I never got that mountain lion I never, I never saw a mountain lion, but I see totally the same moment as a wolf. And the other one is an owl. When I was, owl for the wisdom, yeah. When owl I, for when the I wisdom. was opening up spiritually, so the question was from our audience about what my spirit animal is, and yeah, and when I was opening up spiritually, working with my own personal guru uh, Pascal, yeah. I was continually seeing owls in fact it got so i was seeing so many owls that i actually had an owl fly into the hood of my vehicle one night mm -hmm. and it scared me but after that i started getting very up close and personal like within inches 
of having mountain lions stare at me in the face. But wolves. Are but men. you were doing the, the the reason why I'm telling you those things are different. That's why you got two. Uh, now we're talking three animals, but let's well, be honest. Let's continue reason... this. Let's continue sure, this after ahead. the break because this just opened up a whole new realm of fun here. Thank you to our, li- <laughs> thank you to our listener Donnie Cho for bringing this up. Well, he's that... awesome. Donnie is awesome. We will take questions from our audience and our guest. Danielle Diva DeRosa and when we return for hour two of Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right, we are clear. I'm going to just uh, step away for a bathroom break. We got six minutes. I will be right back. I'm going to put you back in the green room, okay? No problem. All right, I'll be right back. Be right back, people. Be right back.
back. You still having fun? Oh, yes, I'm enjoying it. Good. But I will explain you. I will explain you why you're a wolf when we come back. Okay. You, you say, I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm excited. Good. Me too. We got about uh, two minutes. Two minutes. No problem. Because there's a different way uh, of uh, doing the spirit animal. And I'll tell you. Works for me. It's quite cool. Of course. I'm looking forward to it. That's why you're fire. You are a fighter through the life, Dave. Uh, you are a big fighter through the life. You've been through a lot. I can tell you that. You are a fighter of life. You are a good person and a big fighter in life. Oh, yeah. A few times. A few times. <laughs> a few times. Hi, Mr. Catfish. How you doing? Hey, Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. How's the hair tonight? Give us an update, if you don't mind. Uh, Mr. Cowley, welcome back to the show. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Cowley loves his spaced out radio. <laughs> Beelzebrad, how are you? That's just a this little... only happens in Canada, I'm telling you. Oh, it happens all over. All over. Uh, who else am I missing here? Lovely Lavira, welcome back. It's been a few weeks. How are you? And who else has joined us late here? Mm, I think I'm caught up. Yeah, I'm caught up. All right. Um... Mr. Gray Owl, good to see you. Uh, Joshua, thank you. I'm looking good. Guest is beautiful. Yes, she is. Chris Mo oh, in Austria. <laughs> Cedric Creech, welcome to SOR Chat. Thank you to Donnie Times 2, Fabster, Rob, M. Bison, and Thomas for the amazing Super Chats. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. Thank you to all the veterans tuning in. Here's our two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Quarconium. Quarconium is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Psychic author, researcher, 
Danielle Diva DeRozan is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. And we are going down the rabbit hole with a lot of different topics tonight. And why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? This is what it's all about. This is what we do. And right before the break, we were talking about spirit animals brought up by Donnie in our chat room about what is Dave's spirit animals. Now, I've always seen a cougar. I've always seen an owl, but never a wolf. Yet Danielle is telling me, oh, no, Dave, 100% wolf is your spirit animal. you got to f- help me out with this one, Danielle. Yes, actually, I, I, I'm really happy to tell you that because there's a three different ways to see the spirit animal. There's a one where actually Aboriginal uh, person or a shaman or a guru, however you want a medicine man, can take you through the traveling. And that's when you connect it to the spirit animal that you see. And that's the one that you are talking about. And then there's a one that uh, a shaman, a psychic medium, medicine man can recognize inside of you. And that's that basically the traits or the personalities that they see in you as they feel your energy. So those are the different things. And that's why I'm saying you're a wolf. You are, and the reason why, I can tell you why. Your energy is strong. You are the person who likes to be outside. You like the forest. You also uh, are fast. What it means, like, you know, you can go through the things. I apologize if I don't know how. I don't do hunting, so I can just say that way. So, yeah, that's, but, you know, you know how to go through the things. Uh, also, you are the leader. That's what you're doing right now. You're leading the show. You can be the leader of the pack. And you are also a strong character. And those are all the energies that I felt inside of you when I was asked. So that's why I'm saying those are two different things. There's the one that you see yourself as a vision and the one that psychic medium, shaman, guru, medicine man can feel through your energy. So... I'm glad that you are coming from the wolf side, my man. Yay! Oh, thank you. Now I'm curious. What else are you reading about me? Now I'm, I'm curious now. I, I, I'm... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. not going to say everything publicly because I, I'm, I also respect, you know, there's a millions of the people watching this right now and they always watch it. But I can also tell you, you've been through a lot in your life. I, you know, there's some lessons that made you who you are today. Uh, what you're doing right now, it is connected to your past life. I can say that. And also, uh, you are very, very connected to your spiritual side. 
and you are seeking for the answers. That's why you're doing this. So I'm not going to say too much because, you know, you never know who may be listening. <laughs> oh, we know who's listening. Trust me. And we exactly. Say, we say exactly. hello to everybody hanging out at the Pentagon and all the alphabet agencies tonight. Yeah. Hi what you. about the men in black? Men in black. Oh, yeah. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Throw them into it, too. Throw them into it, too. Why not? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. It's good to joke, of course. Yes, it's uh, good to joke. Why uh, not? Exactly, exactly. And uh, my previous life, I have been told by two different intuitives, and one didn't even know what the other one said, was that I was uh, shot down and killed in World War II as a fighter pilot, and that's the reason why I didn't make it this time around as a fighter pilot because I had already did it. And that was my goal originally in life was to fly jet fighters. Well, you know what? What do I see? I see basically that you are connected to the air. I'll be honest to you. You did die when you were very young. So I would say probably uh, late 20. So I'll say 28, 32. I can see that uh, your name was connected to the Michael or Mike. I can tell you this publicly. Uh, and also, uh, what I can tell you, you were shut down. You were a British soldier. And as the plane was going, it was like, boom, from, from the side. I'm not really good in strategic, so I apologize, but I'm going to try to explain. So this is you, another one. And it just went, and you went down. Uh, but uh, that also helped you to connect with what you're doing right now. And I'll tell you why. Raiders and planes are also connected to spread the messages and open the wings to the messages to the uh, basically to the world. So you're also doing that right now because uh, there's many things that are also connected to your past lives. And what I can also tell you, uh, there is a woman, I'll just say, that... Uh, from your past life. This is not the woman now that you love or what, but either is your first cousin or the, the, your mom's mother. She was also connected f uh, to you from the past life, but she wasn't your mother or a sister. Uh, she was actually a nurse where you were shut down. So she took care of you. Uh, but unfortunately, couldn't. According, couldn't be according done to the other two, according to the other two, that was my ex-wife. I'm not sure. Was it? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I don't see that you were married because you were very young. But what no, I do see, but my that my ex-wife in this time was the nurse. Ah, your ex-wife in this time. I'll be honest to you. I wanted to say that, but I didn't know if you're going to get angry. <laughs> with that. Yeah, I, I will call that know, confirmation. I'm like, I'll be quiet. And I don't, I'm like, okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh, I will call that confirmation. I have a bunch of audience questions for you. So we're going to get to, of them. course, the, of course. the no unknown problem. would like to know if there are any past and future life rules. So, you know, uh, basically past and future are really connected there's no rules that, you know, for example, this is white, this is black, and we don't mix it. Or, you know, uh, you know, uh, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. No. 
whatever you do in past will actually affect your future life and you are connecting your past life with a, a future life what is the only rule is your choices i'm hoping and most of people then understood when they do the reading when i tell them the choices will actually give them the outcomes that they want and they were connected with their past lives and the outcomes that they will learn from the reading from the past life and bring those secrets in a basically in a future so will help them out but there's no any life rules between it at all no all right let us move on here human carl would like to know uh, if you could talk about your incredible lineage. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, many people uh, talk about that. And uh, I actually did the show about it. And uh, we're planning another show on the basically Southern Paranormal. I would uh, actually ask anybody who wants to join uh, uh, Sean, me and Tina uh, it's quite amazing. We have a blast and we enjoy it. But basically, I was a guest there. That's how it all started. And uh, we did genetic testing because we were not sure because of my gifts and many things that were happening where everything is coming on. But we did hear that we do have also dragon's blood, just like this one behind it. So my on my mother's side, she's connected to the uh, Hungarian-Austrian empress, uh, uh, the, basically in Queen Victoria uh, and basically uh, at that time Hungarian Hungarian Austrian Empress her sis second sister was married to the Vlad Tepes who would be now my great 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 uncle so I am connected to uh, Romanian uh, uh, blood I am connected to Austrian Hungary blood I am connected to the uh, basically uh, English blood and I'm fighting for the castle if anybody wants to give me a million dollars I'll go <laughs> but uh, talking uh, about that I love I love to joke but the truth what is uh, Count Dracula is really uh, close to my heart and I'm trying to spread uh, many stories about him I talk to him regular basis I know it will be crazy to hear this but to me he is my ancestor, to me, he is not a scary person that you guys see from the uh, movies. And my family is deeply connected to the old believers uh, and the gatekeepers and the Knights Templars. So that's my lineage. And actually, I gave those pictures uh, to the Sean, and Sean was showing them. So genetic will show this is, this is it. So uh, everything was true and everything was there. So I was quite impressed myself, but I, I love my my lineage and i think uh it's making me who i am today so crazy <laughs> so you're not craving blood Hello. oh, oh paranormal hard podcast i have an interview with them tomorrow oh very nice very nice the, yes the parababes are wondering is deja vu messages from other dimensions Yes, most of the time that's uh, uh, what it is. So if you're getting, uh, basically having those ones, please pay attention to them. Or sometimes if you're having so many, you can write them on a piece of paper. You know, just people think I have to spend a millions of the dollars. I just say go to the dollar store and just buy, you know, a regular notebook and just put those ones. And then you will see that these are actually the messages that you're getting. And as you're getting them connected, you'll be capable of putting the puzzle together. 
All right. Our good friend Joe, who's been listening for like seven years, he just got a new, yes. new Rottweiler puppy named Lola. And she is gorgeous. Yes. She's a, she, we've adopted her as our official guard dog of Spaced Out yes. Radio. And he is wondering, is Lola his spirit animal? I'll be honest to you. That's why I was repeating immediately. Yes, I can see her actually totally being part of who you are. This is very rare. It's uh, very rare to happen and to be connected. I, some people ask me this. I said, you love this animal, but unfortunately it's not. So congratulations. Yes, this is what Lola is for you. So this is a blessing, my friend, from above. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, we love that little puppy around here. Oh, we yay. Do. Very rare to happen, by the way, Dave. Very rare. I'll be honest to you. If it's not, I'm very honest. I would say, you know, sometimes people tell me, oh, I love this guy, especially the woman. I'm falling in love with him. I've said, no, I'm sorry. Or I love this. No, this is not uh, what it is. But, you know, this is, but Lola it is. This is what Lola is. So it's a gift from above. For our, our YouTube audience, we're going to show a picture of Lola here. Because I always ask, yes, I always ask Joe to send a little picture of Lola daily for us. Like she is just oh, the cutest little Rottweiler puppy. Such a oh yeah. But I also feel she's very protective. She will bring you a lot of luck, and I'll tell you, you will remember me. But she will protect you from something very dangerous in future. Well, Joe does. Then have, you will remember me. Joe does have aliens. He does have Sasquatch on his property. He does have mm-hmm. a lot of bears and mountain lions, you know, so it mm-hmm. does, doesn't surprise me. That, that I'm telling you honestly, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, she's a cutie. We like her around here. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. God yeah. bless her. Absolutely, and she's got good energy. She listen, She's listening to the show right now. Little puppy listens to, it, to the show <laughs> with, with Joe, and that's true. All right, let's go to James's question here. Danielle, can you have more than one spirit animal? Yes, you can. And that's what I was trying to explain. Most of people think, you know, I have to be stick to one. If you start talking to our Aboriginal brothers and sisters, they will also tell you sometimes uh, certain um, animals, like the totem animals that we see that are made, I'm really connected to our original culture. It's actually sometimes there for a, a protection of a tribe, uh, for to bring a good luck, rain, fertility, etc. But also, uh, when you see sometimes the certain their names would be, for example, eagle, a wolfman, wolf, a woman, or they'll say uh, a hawk and a rain. The reason why, because they're combining the nature and they're finding what it's inside of that person. So, is it possible? Of course, it is. And it depends just how to discover them. You can discover them through the shamanic rituals or to somebody who will read them for you. And then they will put them together and you'll find those traits inside of yourself. So what are your spirit animals? I'm, I actually have two, just like you do. I have a wolf and most of my Nakoda people, they do call me a wolf woman. Uh, but also I have another one that probably will sometimes make you laugh because I'm not that big, but I am a bear. And uh, the reason why they recognize that when they were taking me traveling uh, is because I'm very also protective uh, as a woman. So I'm protective of my 
uh, uh, family, my loved ones, uh, everybody that I love. So they, and a lot of times you'll see my friends calling me a mama bear. So that's what it is. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. Now, for you, as as you bear down and you gain your own spirituality, do your spirit guides or spirit animals protect you from danger? How does it work to well, have these? Or are they just there to bring knowledge and, and understanding? Of course. I'll tell you honestly. Uh, the person that I mostly 90% of the time do see, it's my great-grandmother. And I got all of her uh, gifts uh, through her. And she's also written inside of my book. There's that whole chapter about her. She comes and she guides me and she uh, protects me. She gives me a lot of messages. So it's my brother, uh, the brother, my brother who passed away. So they are two of my main spirit guides that give me a lot of directions, uh, light and protect me a lot of times from certain things that will happen where they give me the messages from the other side. Okay. So normally when I have always heard about spirit animals or spirit guides, they are there to be that quiet little voice that kind of guides you on the right path. Yes. And it's it's our choice whether or not we want to listen to them. And trust me, many, many times they teach us very the the hard way that what yes. ha- of what happens if you don't pay attention to what they are saying. Have you or uh, ever had those situations where your guides have literally, you know, smacked you across the side of the head and say, what are you doing? And, and led you in a direction. Okay. You want to learn the hard way. Here you go. Uh, um, that happened most of the time when I was younger. And the reason why, because I wasn't capable of <laughs> listening to them really well. Uh, now I kind of, I should say, learn more, uh, uh, more about it. And uh, basically uh, that's, why I'm now connected more to it. But it happened more than a couple of times when I was giving the warning and I didn't pay attention to it. And after that, I suffer uh, basically consequences. Now I learn and I pay uh, deep attention to it. So I would say, yes, of course, I'm a human too. So I learned. Well, we lost your sound there for a quick second. Uh, Don't know where your sound went. We okay now? Can you hear me? Now we're good. Yeah, now we got you. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to repeat yes, the answer? Yes, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, no, of course I don't mind. So, like I said, when I was younger, I didn't listen that much to my spirit guides. And uh, basically, I would go in my own direction and make mistakes. Uh, just like everybody else, I- I'm a human too. Now that I'm older, you know, and mature, I listen to them very carefully. But yes, there was more than a couple times that I paid a big time price for not listening to what they said. And after that, I never did it again. Well, that's a good choice. I almost died on mine. I almost died. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I rolled my ATV on top of me on a day where the entire way up there, that little soul voice was telling me, today's not a good day to ride. And I rolled it, and my my uh, ATV ended up uh, rolling down a mountainside by 200, 250 feet. And yeah. destroyed my well, bike, but I'm alive without a scratch. I will tell you something. I, I don't hide, and I can show you that evidence. I'm going to try. So you can see probably the scar on my on my hand. Yes. Uh, that's, from the, that's from the surgery. And the reason why I was in a high school and like you're talking about that, 
I, I, I'm severely allergic to chocolate, uh, to cocoa bean. And uh, that night before going to the school, I had a dream. It was saying to me, uh, basically, don't take any snacks. It was just a weird dream, you know, where you put like this was like when you put dollar or two, you get these cookies. So I took an Oreo cookie being too smart. I was thinking nothing will happen. And I ate that Oreo cookie. And as I was coming to go across the street from Queen Elizabeth High School here in Edmonton, I got my uh, shock and I slept and I got a huge open fracture. Uh, I had trauma to the head. So I paid a heavy price for not listening to what happened. So there you go. I can share that with you. And the proof is there. <laughs> and it's even written, you know, after the huge emphatic shock, this is what happened. You flew another four meters, had an open fracture, ambulance. I was really popular. You end up on the TV, imagine. Imagine. For a high school kid, that's quite cool. That's quite cool for a kid, you know. <laughs> All right. We have just under two minutes here. Let's get to Wendy's question. Sure. She says, I would love to know what my spirit animal is or are and what they have done to protect me and from what. I will tell you openly, I see two. The first one would be owl. So uh, you need to, uh, you have a really good wisdom. You are really spiritually connected and you just need to open those channels. And another thing that I see, you're going to maybe... Uh, laugh about it but i see bunny or the forest rabbit what also means you are a fast thinker you can find the solution for certain things and you know how to go between those are also good uh, mothers if you want to enter the motherhood or your mother yourself they, they know how to love and give love uh, but also regarding the wisdom, I'll go, you know, if you have a statue of an owl, you can also light a little candle beside it to invoke the, the this uh, basically light upon yourself. And you can uh, do the same with the bunny. But especially with the owl, I see that very, very much, my dear. All right. And how do they help her? Uh, how, how they help her? They give her more wisdom. They give her also a uh, lot of times things that she needs to connect with spirituality. And also, she's very easy in finding certain solutions. She's a smart lady, and that's what she gets from a bunny. She's a quick, she can find a solution. She's not like stuck at one place. Because these are the traits that she carries inside of herself. This is what gives her the strength. Perfect. And on that note, we have Danielle DeRozan for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio tonight. We got a lot of audience questions coming on and <laughs> hey we're gonna try and fit them all in here because that's what we sure. do i hope you're enjoying yourself tonight danielle oh i am enjoying very much excellent very much. so are we and that's why we're all having a good time tonight on of space course. out radio author psychic paranormal expert diva whatever you want to call her danielle diva de rosen continues here on space out radio right after this All right, we're clear. Fantastic sure. times tonight. Fantastic times. I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm having an awesome time. I think we are enjoying it here. We're helping people. We're spreading love and light. We are educating people. So I'm enjoying it. Perfect. Me too. Me too. Great. Duran Duran in the chat room. 
How's the reflex tonight? Is it a lonely child? Oh, yeah. I love the reflex. I wish I could play that right now for you. I do. Be kind of cool if it was Simon Le Bon. <laughs> C. Come on, everyone. Let's start singing the reflex in lyrics in the chat room. Let's do this thing. There we go. <laughs> and K, how you doing? Moon Freedom, welcome back. The lovely Moon Freedom. The gorgeous Dirt Road. I have a gut feeling I shouldn't go to work tomorrow. And I'm on the <laughs> wrong, my wrong path. Phone in sick. Phone in sick tomorrow, Dirt Road. Phone in yes, sick. I'm, I'm not feeling really well. I stay up the whole night watching the show. Now I feel like I'm going to vomit. I need more sleep. <laughs> Gorgeous Marie, how are you? <clears throat> Come on, everybody. The reflex is a lonely child who's waiting by the park. <laughs> Somebody help me out here. Son of a gun. We can't all not be Duran Duran fans from the 1980s. The reflex is in charge of finding treasure in the dark. Oh. I remember Duran Duran because I'm born 1980. But I do remember them. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty good. I know. I I'm, like I'm waiting for them to... Kick it on into overdrive here. Hey, I, I like that, yeah. Jenny, don't be blocking uh, Duran Duran. <laughs> don't, don't. That's Duran Duran. You need another snake. Vinman. Thank you, Vinman. Oh, the reflex. What a game. He's hiding all the cards. I love it. Vin, you put a smile on my face. You rescued me, buddy. You rescued me. Damn right. Yay, thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, Terry Hall, you're killing me. You're killing me right now. We got about uh, two minutes here, my friend. No problem. No problem. Awesome. I love your flag. I have the same one that I got it from the Olympics. Oh, nice. So I, I, yeah. Nice. I don't know how I ended up with this one, but I did. I did a photo shoot for the, when they did the Olympics before the COVID. So I was kind of just modeling their apparel, the hoodies for Canada. Nice. So I, I got them from the Bay for free. So I was so happy. I got everything. I'm like, yes, I'm all Canadian now. So I was so happy. Mm -hmm. I love that hoodie. still really my favorite one. Right on. When I travel to States, I always have it. And they go like, oh, there's a Canadian girl. I go like, yeah, <laughs> they can see the big sign. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. Boy, the chat room is moving fast tonight. 
Great. Fast. People are interested. One minute to go. I'm happy. One minute. Please, uh, if you mm-hmm. want questions, uh, do me a favor and put them in capital letters. Makes life easy for Dave to find them in the chat room. And uh, we got about 40 seconds here. No and... problem. All right. Uh, almost 30 seconds. Big thank you to Thomas M. Bison, Rob, Fapp, and Donnie Cho times two for the awesome super chats tonight. Very much appreciate all your support on Spaced Out Radio. Thank you to all the veterans out there. And remember, you can get your SOR swag by going to our website, spacedoutradio.com. Here we go with the second half of the show right now. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you have uh, missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. For the final time tonight, we bring in author, psychic, researcher, paranormal diva, Danielle Diva DeRozan. Coming on in, breaking it all down. We've got a bunch of audience questions. You are popular tonight, Danielle. Popular. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, 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 I was laughing. I must tell you something that everybody can laugh. The other day, I was doing a reading, and uh, people send me the like basically request on Facebook. They want a reading, and uh, I do the reading. Uh, plenty of them. And then there's two teenage girls, and they said, "We would like to have a picture with you." I said, uh, "Why?" You are celebrity to us. I said, yes, I'm like Tom Cruise. Always started laughing, so I was quite laughing. But it's enjoyable to see that I'm actually in the hearts of people and that people are getting connected to me. That's what makes me happy. So thank you. That is awesome. Let's go to Shelly's question here. Can you explain why animals just come to someone, all types of dogs, cats, horse, horses, birds, frogs, butterflies, etc.? Yes, first of all, that's not a, a, a something that we don't see every day. We all have somebody in a family or we know a friend that you see, you know, they were capable of petting a wild wolf or, or, you know, a wild cat or whatever. The reason why these people have a really positive energy, they're really spiritual. And one more thing, they are actually more connected to the nature, love uh, of the nature around them then they're connected to humans. Animals do feel these uh, basically, uh, you know, connections. And that's why they feel like they're actually going towards to their own instead of going towards to the human. It's a very beautiful gift, very beautiful gift. 
All right, let's go to Joshua here. Is Jesus Christ reincarnated and here on earth somewhere right now? Uh, I can just go like this. As somebody whose family is part of the gatekeepers, if somebody knows what gatekeepers mean, what it means, they're all believers, somebody who believes in all traditions, the Bible and uh, followers of the uh, uh, Jesus Christ and being a Greek Orthodox and that's that's my background basically I can just tell you he's not recreated yes he will come very soon uh, I had a show about that but he will come soon and be here with all of us but his spirit is always around us but right now he's still not on the earth all right the unknown would like to know are spirit animals supposed to do something Yes, uh, uh, those are the traits that we have inside of us. So basically, just like I was explaining to uh, our friend Dave here, that's why he's a leader. He is a wolf pack or, you know, he's capable to the owl to see the wisdom, to be connected, uh, you know, to love the nature. But if you woke them, what it means, you have that statue or you can even in your mind like that, just a simple tea, little tea, uh, you know, tea light the candle and say, I want these basically gifts to come upon me. Uh, you will get more and more of these traits inside of yourself and you'll be capable of getting basically around more than just not knowing what they are. All right. Vaughn would like to know, how do I contact you in Edmonton, Alberta for a reading? Uh, the best thing would be, you know, you go on my uh, Facebook, so it's Daniel Diva Borazan, and then basically, what do you do? You know, just leave me a message, and then uh, no problem, uh, we will be capable of arranging a reading. And just to tell you guys, nobody comes to the Edmonton, but I also do a reading through the Skype. They are very private or on a messenger. And uh, everything that comes, you know, is the same, just like you are there. There's no any difference. And I have basically some of the high clientele that I'm not going to mention the name up to the ambassadors uh, from different countries. So that's what I can say. All right. Who are my spirit guide? I can, yes, I read that. I can just openly tell you, your spirit guide is your great grandmother. She comes a lot around. You are a very spiritual lady. You have a big heart. And she also brings a lot of warmth, like you have a warm heart to it. Another, you have a guardian angel. Now, this is not your relative. This is not somebody that is connected to your bloodstream. This is basically a person that is given to you. And this is a lady. And this lady was a nun. This is very rare to be given. But you are given this because you have a higher mission in this world that you even didn't discover yet is going to happen in two to three years from now. You're going to go more into spirituality digging and you will do a lots and lots of work. How many spirit guides does the actual or the average person have? Usually uh, uh, people do have two to three, but two most of the people have. Most of the people have two, but two to three usually. So I have seen three of mine. There, okay, is, great. There is my one dude who is with me at the snap of a finger. All I need to do is think about him and he's there. If I'm being an idiot, yeah. I get this young lady who is almost like a librarian sitting on a park bench 
and she's the one who kind of kicks my butt if I'm being stupid. <laughs> but then I've seen only twice this old wizard dude who, like literally with the pointy hat, the white beard, the yeah, cloak. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really understand his role of knowledge. So how do we define what our, our spirit guide roles are? Because, for example, I is it okay if I use all three of yours to yeah, explain? Please, Would please that do. be okay? Please do. Thank you. So, first of all, uh, I wanted to say the lady that you say it's a librarian, she's actually a teacher. So, uh, that's the reason why she kicks your butt, because she wants you to be in a line. So, she's there mostly, and that you already figured it out. So, when you have your spirit guides and you realize what they're for there, for example, one is kicking your butt, her role is also to put you in the direction that you need to go or to tell you, no, this is wrong. This is what you need to do. So she'll be more like a somebody who's like a correcting the things and trying to help you out where you need to go. Then you have somebody who is more like always there. That person is kind of on your shoulder. Oh, do this. Don't do that. So you will know this is your buddy that it's constantly there. And this lady is only coming when actually, or most of the time coming when you need to correct something. And now the third one that you're mentioning about comes very rarely, or you only saw him twice. It's because wizards are very rare, but he came to you to open your spirituality. Now, Dave, you are very spiritual. You are very connected to the other side. You're very connected to paranormal, extraterrestrials, and universe. So I'm not surprised that somebody we can use like a Marilyn came to you and the reason why is because he wants to support you in your visions he was very deep that's what i like very yes, like very that's what i'm very, saying very tough for me to understand like he almost spoke you know in in fra- in phrases almost like you know and, and this sound will sound laughingly to our audience he almost sounded like like yoda you know, like speaking yeah. almost in tongues or, or riddles or, or whatever. And the reason and the reason why, like I was telling you, he is giving you more knowledge and he's telling you, okay, you can do this, you know, um and the reason why he's giving you riddles, he wants you to think just like you're thinking right now. He wants you to know you have capacity to do more. You are very a person who's capable of achieving more when it's coming to spirituality, when it's coming to connection to the other side. Good. If he can uh, teach me how to diet properly so I can lose some weight, I'd be happy with that. Very happy. Okay, Let, I'll help you. Let's move, I'll help you. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to Holly here. Are you all RH negative blood type? And what is my animal, she is asking? I... I personally am, and I will tell you, I found out that long time ago, accidentally, when I had my surgery. So, uh, uh, so I, I find out, so that's what I am. Uh, and your animal, I must say, it's very rare to see this, but you are a woodpecker. And the reason why I'm saying you are a woodpecker, I see that you are somebody who has a wisdom that it's coming through the trees and through the through the sky so this is very rare so what i would advise you holy 
if you can go to the shaman, if you cannot go to shaman, you can even contact me or, you know, whoever you want to contact. But what you are capable, it's quite amazing. You have some of the digging, and the reason why I'm telling you, you are capable of digging into deeper knowledge. So if you just dig deeper into yourself, you can do more. You're not just an empath. You have a gift that you need to uh, kind of dig a little bit more about it and don't be scared. So quite beautiful. Yes, and 99%, uh, you know, are RH negative, and that's what I am. Okay, let's move on to Bama here who is asking, what is her spirit animal, please? Psychics have a hard time reading me, she says. I I love, first of all, uh, this person and the reason why, because I felt the energy through it. And it's almost like, if I can say uh, what I see, it's like blocking, 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 blocking. Like I'm, I'm building the blocks, just like, uh, you know, uh, when we have that uh, cartoons, when you see the cartoons putting the bricks and they're building the wall. You don't have to build the wall uh, if you want somebody to, to ask you certain things. And that's why sometimes people... Uh, have uh, issues with reading you, but I can tell you openly and what I see at this, you are really clever, you are smart, and you have a lot of wisdom, but you are a fox. And don't put the blocks on. Uh, I sometimes have a, the, the men that I love, I'll be honest to you, sometimes I text and I pretend, I said, I know you're reading the cards about me. You don't have to hide. And they say, how do you? And quiet. I'm like, next time you have to tell me what you do, what I say. So I I see him right now. Like I see this person, like basically in their mind, building the blocks. So that's why the people have an issue reading you. So if you won't have a reading, just let it go. So there you go. But you are a fox. You're clever, smart, and you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge. Excellent. That sounds fun. Let's go Thank to you. let's go to Chris Teen, who is asking Danielle, do you believe that all people are star seeds? And if so, what would mine be? I believe I will be honest to you, as somebody who has been in a medical field, you know, the uh, for a while. Uh, you know, the basically the theory that we all come from the monkeys is it's not a theory anymore. Nobody knows where originally we're coming from. In our nursing Mosby books, nobody knows where we're coming from. So that's still a question mark. So if we take, I always take the science and, you know, I compare. So by the science, nobody knows where we're coming from. That's the way it is. And evolution, uh, they, it's, it's just a question mark. That's also, nobody has a 99% proof of it. This is a medical fact proven by many scientists and many doctors, by many, many researchers. Now, if you take by our Aboriginal people, by ancestors, they did connect it to the star seeds, whether extraterrestrials or that we're coming from the universe, grand creator from the other side. I personally do believe in that. I'm not saying people have to, but I do believe in it. But what I do uh, see, you know, uh, how we are connected to them and, you know, what would be yours, I see you as a Palladinian. Uh, because uh, your soul, your light, and everything—I see you just coming to your to your heart. You are really connected. You are coming from that side of the galaxy. But also, I think that most of the earthly beings are coming from that side, and that's why we are also tested on. I believe we are seeded, and uh, that we were never alone, and we are never alone even right now. 
Very cool indeed. Very cool indeed. All right, let's move on. Thank you. Uh, as Lucy Bell is wondering, how do I figure out my spirit animal? Oh, everybody's in the spirit animals today. I know. So, like I said, uh, there's there's uh, three ways, uh, two ways to do it. Forgive me. First of all, you can go to shaman, psychic, and medium, uh, uh, medicine man, who will put you to this, I could say, trance or seance and make you kind of think about the animals or guide you while they do the certain prayers, and you'll be capable of seeing the animals. And those are the animals that you see that are connected to you. But also, you can have a, a psychic medium or somebody seeing it uh, through basically them and how they connect you to this energy. And what I see you, Lucy, you believe me or not, my uh, brother Canadian will love here, but you are a white polar bear. So you are a very beautiful, lovely, you are. Uh, you have a motherly heart, you are protecting, and you have a beautiful aura around you. You have a very, I, I love Lucy, she has a very beautiful aura around her. So that's what I can tell you. All right, let's move on to James. Can a spirit animal be something other than an animal, like maybe an insect or a fish? Of course, because we must understand, for example, uh, every culture uh, has a different way of connecting to uh, the nature. And, uh, for example, if you take, if you, I, I study a lots of research, and in Egypt, uh, sometimes they would compare people to the bumblebee. They will also compare them to the butterflies. They will compare them, you know, uh, to, to flies if it's connected to the death. So this is, for example, it depends what kind of um, basically reading you want to get and to which kind of ancient culture you want to connect to. Of course, and you, you can be a fish, you can be a mammal. And some, some also people, they say, you know, they are seeing themselves totally not uh, that their spirit is not connected to the human being. So that could be their dragon. They could be that, you know, that, like you're saying, that they are connected to the star seeds. That's your soul. Your soul cannot be wrong. Nobody can tell you what you are because you feel inside of yourself. So just follow it. All right, let's continue on here. As Danielle DeRozan is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. we got about six minutes to go. And George is wondering, <laughs> can light beings be spirit guides? Of course. Uh, uh, light beings are 99%. Uh, uh, actually, if you hear the word light, they are coming from that dimension where they'll be capable of giving you the guidance, giving you direction. And even their way, what you're hearing, light beings, they are really connected to the spirit guides, just coming from a little bit different dimension. But you just need to open your heart and they will give you more than one message, I'm sure. All right. Let's go over to Toe Tag. Is it possible to live psychically 24 hours a day, seven days a week? My experience has come sporadically at unexpected times. I live it 24-7 because uh, as I'm talking right now, I'm being honest to you, I can hear something up there and I know what it is. So and I'm talking about my upper floor. Uh, so, and the reason why, because I know I have a visitor and I know that somebody came to visit me because, uh, I connect, but I, somebody who's a really a psychic and a medium, they channel that and they know how, 
sometimes it can be sporadically depends how you channel it but i live it 24 7 that's why i sleep very little a day one of these days i'm gonna be just knocked down <laughs> so i know that feeling i know that feeling <laughs> hallie is one i live on team portions hallie is wondering <laughs> who is my spirit or who are my spirit guides you you have a really a gentleman spirit guide, and I'll be honest to you, this is a male. It's not connected to you through the uh, bloodstream. Uh, this gentleman is taller, and you can even call him Jim or Jake. Try those two when you hear him, and I'm sure you can say Jim, Jake. Are you here? More than a couple times, you may feel the wind. They sometimes they like to shut the window. They like to play with electricity. And they will answer. He's a very good person. And he actually, in a past life, was a horseman. Somebody who rides the horses. And he comes a lot of times to give you direction. So just pay attention to him. Very beautiful soul. You have a actually very, very good spirit guide. All right. The Doug Shelby is wondering, can anyone have Bigfoot as a spirit animal? What a beautiful question. I never had that, but I love the challenges. I'm I'm open for that. Well, that's why, we, that's why we call him the Doug Shelby around here. Exactly. I never heard of it. I'm being I'm going to straight go forward to it. I never heard of it. Is it possible that somebody may have it? I'm thinking if they have that psychic channeling and they can connect to it, they can, because when I had that connection with that Bigfoot, I had a connection with him with the third eye. Like I'm saying, I felt that he, I felt his energy, uh, that he's scared of me. So I'm thinking if somebody has that kind of challenge, they're really open and they, they have that third eye open, it's possible. Did I ever heard of it? No. So is it possible? Probably. I cannot say because I'm being honest to you, Dave. I really don't know. Beastie Boys and Girls is wondering, what are Bigfoots? Do they have a soul? Bigfoots are creatures just uh, very similar to the humans. Uh, I 99% believe they're coming from a different dimension. Do they have soul? I'm sure because uh, the reason why they have a physical body that we see. So each physical body has a, also a spiritual body. So I'm sure that they do have a soul. All right. Jules is saying, I spoke to a deer when I sought, sought out my own spirit animal. Is that correct? Deer. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. That's totally correct. Yes. Shelly is wondering, dumb question. I, Shelly, there are no dumb questions. Oh, no. But exactly, no. What does a duck mean? Uh, if she's talking about in a in a spirit world or is she talking as a spirit animal? That's why I really... If she's talking, I'm going to just say, if you're thinking of, as a spirit animal, uh, basically would mean that you love the water, that you're capable of coming from many different things, like coming from the, you know... Uh, hardship you're capable of uh, getting out of the many dark waters i should say and you're capable of finding the solutions so if you're talking about the spirit animal in dreams it actually means salvation finding a solution for something because i also interpret the dreams all right black dragon black one of our favorite veterans who listens to this show is asking what is his connection of course to aliens it's his soul. 
your soul because you are really spiritually open and your soul is highly connected to them that you basically are so connected to them uh it's i could say hello everybody who called today you are the mostly connected to them all right we got about a minute to go with you and this is a show that has <laughs> flown on by tonight danielle and i want to say a big thank you for coming on spaced out radio it's been an absolute blast and so much fun we definitely will do this again. Could you do me a favor and Thank tell you. our audience where they can find your book and anything that you do online? Uh, it would be my pleasure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thank you for everybody that did join us this evening. They can find me on my Facebook, Daniel Diva Borazan, and also you know, contact me there and message me. My book is on Amazon. And anybody who needs any kind of spiritual guidance or the counseling, you know, they can find it inside of that book. And it's called The Magic of the Spirit Lake. And anybody who wants to contact me, I'll be more than happy to bring love and light to them and spread love and light to their home. Very much appreciated. I know Donnie's a big fan. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Donnie. Love you, too. Thank you. Love you all. God bless you all. Love you. Love you, too. Danielle Diva DeRosa coming up in hour number three. We're going to head to the swamp. Our swamp dweller is back. Then Tim Senor is going to join John Hudson and myself for the unbiased UFO report on Spaced Out Radio. Great job, Danielle. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm glad that people really did enjoy it. Thank you so much for having me. It was uh, really my pleasure. And I must say, Dave, you are a joy. You are a wonderful person, wonderful soul. And also you. Uh, for you having me as my guest, if you ever want a reading or I can do any service for you, please don't hesitate to contact me. We'll do it privately. Not on the, I'll be more than Thank happy you, to dear. do a reading for I, you. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk very, very soon, okay? Okay, God bless you all, and have a good night. I love Take you care. all. Danielle Diva DeRozan, check her on out and get her book on Amazon if you don't mind, and we'll let her go. And I'm just going to stick a, a step away from the studio here for a moment, and I'll be right back and uh, go from there.
Alright, we are back, and we got about, oh, a little bit, my time is off a little bit. Okay, well, um, <coughs> hi Sandra, hi Sandra, hi Sandra, hi gorgeous Marlena. My weekend was great, up until the point aliens came. That little bastard. Got to figure out who he is. I'll tell you after the show. Darn aliens. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Odyssey Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Quarconium. Quarconium is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Let's continue on tonight as we now head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller has another spooky story for us. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. To start this off, I'm a 36-year-old man from a small town outside of Charleston, West Virginia. And a little backstory about myself. Since I was young, I could see things most could not. From ghosts of deceased grandparents to other unexplained things, so I have been around ghosts and stuff my entire life. And none of these ever really scared me. At least, none until this 2021 hunting season. Deer hunting, to be exact. Before I start, I would also like to mention I am a huge fan of your YouTube channel. I listen to it sometimes all night at work and it helps me get through my long nights. Anyways, on to the story. Since I was a young boy, I have been an avid hunter and has always enjoyed the peace and quiet and tranquility of being in the mountains with nature. So a couple of years ago, a few friends and I secured a property lease of nearly 1,200 acres. I have been hunting this area for years and I have never seen anything scary on the property, other than maybe a black bear or a coyote from time to time. After setting out multiple cameras for the 2021 hunting season, I decided to hunt a new location due to the deer frequenting another area more than I had hunted in the past. 
Before the season, I moved my hunting equipment into this new location and drove in a couple of more cameras to better understand where the deer would most likely be coming from once the hunting season started. After a month of watching hundreds of pictures, hunting season was finally here. I hunted this area for most of the hunting season with some success as I bagged a white teal buck as did my daughter later in the season. Now, fast forward from October to middle November. As I was still running my trail cameras in this location, getting ready for the West Virginia rifle season, I started noticing that my pictures all began to blur. So I would clean the camera lens, thinking something was blocking it. But it did not help that the pictures would only keep getting more distorted to the point that you could barely make anything out but black and gray. I figured this camera was just going bad, hence I purchased a new camera and placed it in the same spot only to discover that this new camera was taking the same pictures in black and gray with nothing obstructing the camera's view. A couple of days went by and although weird, I decided to pull the camera for the year as rifle season was starting in a couple of days anyway. Also, I would like to add that the pictures are great on both cameras once I moved the camera to a different location, which will make sense shortly. Now, it is finally rifle season and I'm on the first morning. I'm up two to three hours before daylight for the day's hunt. Once I made it to my hunting stand and was quiet as possible, I settled up for what would be an all-day hunt. About 30 minutes before daylight, I begin to hear what I can only describe as whispering noises coming from about 50 yards away. As I sit and wait for the sun, the whispers come and go, and I think to myself, this must be other hunters that have slipped into our lease without permission, and that once it got daylight, I was going to have to make them leave. Once daylight comes, I start looking for the trespassers and to my surprise there is no one near me. Thinking that I must have just been hearing things, I brush it off and continue to hunt. At around 10am I listen to this sound once more. Looking around, I notice something moving to my right and across a small stream. I focus my eyes and quickly see it's a woman dressed in what I can only describe as 1800 style clothing. Please note it is freezing this morning, and this woman is at least a mile deep in the wilderness, dressed only in what appeared to be some old white dress or apron. I watched this woman for a few moments, and she then turned and seemed to walk inside a rather large and hollow oak tree. I thought to myself, what in the world did I just see? Trying to make any sense of this, I began to hear the whispering again, coming from where the lady or whatever this was had just gone. I don't make a move. I continue to stare at this tree after what seemed like forever. I notice movement once more from the tree. I keep watching as I see this woman looking thing reemerge, followed by what looked to be a small child, maybe 8 to 10 years old. Shocked once more, I watch the pair as they walk around the tree in a single file. Once at the backside of the tree, the kid bends down and looks to pick something off the ground. Then. Suddenly, the pair both in non-human speed dash back around and inside the tree. At this point, I began to think to myself how weird this was and so out of place, but I never heard the leaves crunch or any noises that they were even outside of the tree. Weird, I thought. After sitting for a couple of minutes more, I decided to confront the two and see if there was anything I could do to help them or figure out what they were doing here in the first place. With rifle in hand, I, I began to climb. 
I slowly make my way down the tree where the pair had been. As I cross the stream separating us, I look up at the tree, and to my surprise, the tree was no longer there. It is like it had just disappeared in the blink of an eye. I spent almost an hour looking and walking around, trying to find out where this tree could have been, but I never found any trace. Puzzled over this, I began thinking about the cameras I had remembered, the ones going blurry and having really bad points even though they worked just fine in other locations. I decided that I need to know what happened to me, so I set up a few cameras in that area. Two days later, I had my cousins come with me to retrieve all of the equipment from this area, and I will never be pursuing in this area again. Please let me know in the comments if anyone knows what I may have witnessed, and if you choose to share this story, thank you. It would mean a lot to me. I really, really would appreciate somebody giving me any sort of idea in the comments what this could be. I think somebody's got aliens. Somebody's got aliens in the forest, because that's the only thing it can be. As we say thank you to Mr. Swamp Dweller for coming on in with another spooky story tonight. And of course, you can find Swamp Dweller on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads and hit subscribe. He's got thousands of stories there for you. All right, it is time once again where we bring in the fedora-wearing John Hudson and the unbiased UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. The fedora-wearing John Hudson is here tonight. John, that's a beautiful little sidekick you got beside you tonight. Look at her. Thank you, thank you. Look how, look thank how you. pretty she is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why not? It's summertime. Hanging out with Dad, mm-hmm. talking UFOs. That's got to be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, playing a little Minecraft and, um, you know, enjoying a lovely, lovely summer nights of California. So uh, could not be happier. But, yeah, how are you doing, Dave? I am good. I am good. I uh, I went for a walk before the show. Went for a walk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, up and down the road and uh, just trying to, you know, take in a beautiful day here in the beautiful Caribou. So I am just uh, ready for it, man. Ready for it. Nice. Did you see anything? No, no. I, I was on the outlook for bears. I was looking for bears and did not see any bears because... We are getting to that time, but the trees are starting to bloom a little late here. So probably not going to get bears, you know, getting too excited until about, you know, August, September, when the apples start coming out. Nice. Do you see lots of little creatures? I mean, you see like lots of like, you see lots of like, um, mostly when you get like, like little like foxes or coyotes or like, I have no idea what kind of foxes. Foxes. Yes. Coyotes rare. Uh, cats, very, extremely rare. I've only seen one mountain lion since I've been here, uh, in in my area. And that was in my neighbor's yard at like one o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. I mean, when you got mountain lions nearby, I mean, they're all over the place. They could be in the trees. They could be in the bush. They don't care. They don't want, they don't want us. By the way, yeah, I mean, just put your hand up for a second. Put your hand up for hmm. a second. Oh, no, most of it's coming off. Let's see. 
Most of that is off. a good father. So yeah. for our radio audience, yeah. John, John's fingers and fingernails are painted purple and blue. That's what yeah. a good father does with a daughter. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that. Yeah. That's what a yeah. good father does for a daughter. Absolutely. Let, let's bring in. And as a side note, it's astounding the um, number of the, the garage solvents that um, that nail polish can survive. Uh, it's quite interesting. But uh, but yes, but no, but but I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff going on. So it's it's it mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy time to be even like, uh, you know, trying to absorb everything that's going on. True. It's really quite amazing. Well, let's bring in Tim Senor from better known as uh, Uncle Timmy around here. Uh, you may recognize him from yes, on yes. YouTube from Thomas Fessler's Disclosure Tonight. And most recently, yep, yep. Tim was at the Utah ufo conference that was put on where there was a lot of big name scientists there including ones from blind frog ranch and skinwalker ranch uh, tim how you doing man dave john it's so good to see you guys good to see you yep 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 yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you, you physically went to that conference i did yeah how many people showed a, up a three day uh a couple hundred VIPs and uh, guests bad. and participants. Yeah, it was it was really great, um, and not so much that, but just great collaboration amongst the people that were there. You know, so oh, it's, nice. it's a fantastic organization. So that's uh, the UFO Disclosure Symposium that took place at Vernal, Utah, twenty eighth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th of May. I think it was. So. Uh, very or maybe cool. it ended on the 30th, but either way, three days. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Where, where was it again? Informative. Vernal, Utah. It's uh, one of the highest Utah places before? on earth. No, no. First time in it's Utah. Uh, yeah. It made me want to go skiing there. I can tell you driving by it um, now with kind of the lingering snow. I was like, oh, I could still get a couple runs in. Do you yeah, notice how, but... how some of the, how sometimes the streets are really, really wide? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That, Why is that? that, that so you can uh, make a U-turn in a in a horse and carriage. That's great, man. I think totally it, not that's kidding. the fact. It could totally be totally. Yeah, that's kidding. great. Totally that's beautiful. Totally not kidding. All right. Fantastic. Tim, Tim while you were there, yeah. a lot of people out there are very used to the idea of seeing the Tic Tac UFO video. And this was a video that came out back in 2017 and this was of course a big part of the release from the uh how can we put it here from the uh uh new york times article that came out and it was it was something that was that was quite quite captivating for many people i mean there were those who absolutely loved it there were those who ripped it apart but rarely what has been seen publicly is the extended version of this video. And and I don't know why it hasn't been shown as much as as we we think it would be, but explain what went on. Right. Um obviously the last four seconds or so of this video is the highlight you know, how the Tic Tac actually exited. And so this uh, obviously is a capture from 2004 Nimitz encounter. Um, and so the USS Nimitz um, had um, also radar data 
on this that obviously we don't have publicly. But um, we are left with this video um, that is available in full length, obviously, at the um, Navy's website. And highlighting really is the last, like we said, the last four seconds of this that really kind of slipped through uh, everyone's fingers as far as important. And so we've got a couple of scientists that have taken a close look at that. And that's really what the highlight of this information is going to be all about. Um, and so... And I'm uh, sorry, Tim, just, just for my, my clarification, when, when, when do we know for sure that these extra four seconds became publicly available? Um, at the time in 2017 when it was released on the Navy's website. So basically, if, if you if you went to the Navy's website to get your Tic Tac video, yep. that, you would have gotten these extra four seconds going back that far. But because everyone else was downloading enough YouTube and from Jeremy Corbell, uh, basically, we didn't get those extra four seconds. Is that, is that right? No, it's always been Jeremy available. By any, I'm just saying that that's where everyone was getting the videos from. So it's like, like is, is it that is it was it really just that simple? What it was is that typically that wasn't the portion that was highlighted publicly. So what I'm saying is that the media focused on the video itself without highlighting the important data that was hidden very openly in the last four seconds. But there's a couple of scientists out there that are looking at this data very carefully. And some of that data has been released and that's what's so new and interesting. Okay, so you have a copy of that extra four seconds. If you want to, yeah. If you want to bring that up, and then that way we can share it to the screen. But well, you know what? I actually did you one better by just texting you a GIF that you can uh, play, and this is off of the actual. Yeah, I can't play that, that off my thing? phone, dude. All right, I did not know that. Okay, so yeah, I can. Um, Let's see here. Get standby. So what we want to do is we want to describe this to our radio audience who is who is seeing this at the you Absolutely. know. I mean, this is I, I have it on my phone, but I'm not going to be able to show it up onto my camera here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and see what I can do here. So. I, I even found the other day taking an animated GIF on my desktop and sharing it within a web browser, having it loop in the web browser as an animated GIF, and then sharing that as a screen in StreamYard didn't actually work. It would just allow the video to play one pass, and then it would freeze it there, and it would stick there forever. Right. Yeah, it's not letting me do it. Um, I see that. Are you Are you able to share a screen... With the Navy website, perhaps? I'm trying right now in order to bring it up here. And that is so funny. I have Navy no idea on, on the website where it would be. So, okay. um, yeah. Um, I can. Well, this just took all the, uh, the thunder away from Oh, this. yeah. <laughs> I'm a. I'm definitely a rookie on uh, share screen, but I did text you the link. Let's, or, yeah, that's not helping, obviously. Uh, let's see. It won't let me share this screen actively. 
Well, if you go down below, it should to the share button. It should allow you to. Right. Well, I can't actually get this. You know what we'll do? Let's just explain right now what's what is uh what we're what we're going to see and we we will work out the technical issues during the break here rather than fumbling and bumbling sure. around absolutely and so yeah so what this last 4 seconds is is um where the camera loses lock on the tic tac and it exits the screen um at which point the camera relocks on it and what you see is four frames of what appears to be a signal aimed directly towards the camera, um, which leads to two frames of complete white noise. Um, And then you see the Tic Tac diminish to a pinpoint and then apparently swell up and disappear, if you will, for a moment. Well, and so we're kind of interpreting that as EMP direction or something as a result of it moving very quickly. Um, there's a lot of hypotheses, but um, Hal Putoff and Dr. Michael Boyd have some notes on this that I find absolutely intriguing. And so not only are we seeing that taking place, they're also reviewing some of the information that's really obvious on the screen um, such as perfectly round um, images that they're considering potential vortices, if you want, as a, if for lack of a better term. Um, and we can get deeply into that description um, in their own words. And I have some quotes here for you. The one thing, point I want to make real quick is that um, there's been talk of signal management from, from a while back, right? And signal management was a very eloquent way of phrasing it that, that implied the possible menacing aspect to it, but didn't Jammy. directly imply intent. Because there right. are many ways that you could have signal management happen as a side effect of some right. other system. But exactly. what you are describing being shown in this video is not that, <laughs> What you're describing in the right. video appears to be a active, you know, I'm going to flip you off and then and then bail, you know, sort of a thing. I mean, I guess you could argue that it perhaps was an artifact of whatever whatever propulsion system they used to then take off right afterwards. And that's why you then saw the two white screens and then they appeared as a pinprick. So I guess there's still some room for it to have been an artifact of another system. But what you describe in really lends to the idea that it was more it was more intent driven potentially dave what are your thoughts i'm gonna reserve my judgment until we can see the get something to look at yeah you want to watch it yeah i'm very very Um, curious to see what what is going on because look i've seen what everybody else has seen and that is the mm -hmm. video where you see the tic tac you know, moving forward and just hanging in the sky. And I don't see anything else that that is truly, how can we put it, strange and everything. But you know what? Let's talk about it. When we come back on Spaced Out Radio, we have the fedora-wearing John Hudson, 
for the Unbiased UFO Report. Joining us is Tim Senor, and we're going to break down this extra four seconds of the Tic Tac video when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Okay, I haven't I haven't lined up now. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, cool. I was yeah. about to figure it out on my end. Well, I mean, it's it's good to show up, but I, I have to say that, I mean, it sounds like it's the data that is the important part. And, and ultimately, you know, how much is for? I mean, I, I, I'm a little worried about, like, you know, like, uh, as this gets out further, how excited people are going to get and whether they're going to be let down. Because, I mean, four frames. I mean, how much can you really see in four frames, you know? Actually, quite a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, well, and that's good. the I whole mean, point. Well, no, I mean, it depends yeah. on which frames there are. I mean, obviously, there's certain right. frames that, that four frames, you know, in the, in, the, uh, in the Kennedy films, four frames, you know, w- could we make a big deal? But it's, you're not always guaranteed to have the right four frames. So it's like, it, to me, it's it almost sounds like someone um, intentionally just um, cropped all the fight scenes out of the movie. Right, and then ran around with the dialogue portion of the movie and tried to sell it, and then then oops, look, all the fun stuff we cut out. Right, and we can definitely get into uh, Doctor Putoff and Doctor Boyd's interpretation of this because yeah. they're very clear on how they feel about this. Um, and you know, obviously, there is data to hash through here because it can be interpreted in many ways, as you're saying, because we just don't know. Right. Um, But the fact that I find very interesting is that it has been glazed over. And if you are and we will take a look at some of the stills here um, that uh, these scientists have really highlighted, there's a lot of information we have just glazed over, been shown in public and not seen. And it's been right in front of our eyes this whole time. No, that's. I, I have to say, I, I find this very, very disturbing, Tim. Like, at, on so many levels, this is like, this can keep me up at night. This is this right. Is I know, and wrong. you know what? I, I'm within a work team that also got a little squirmish over this, um, simply because I think it was just highlighted in a different fashion, you know, and interpreted in a different way. Um, and so it's it's just how do you look at it? You know, it can be swayed and interpreted in many ways. I'm starting to learn that, you know, energy might have a certain effect on us, even though it's totally ne- neutral, right? And I think even in Travis Walton's case, right, he was affected by something that was probably pretty neutral. Fortunately for him, they were benevolent, right, and helped him to get back on his feet eventually. But- well, after... Like, yeah, but the point is, is that initially these quick. energies should be interpreted as good or bad necessarily. They just exist, right? And so interpreting a communication like this as being offensive or defensive, I've heard words like jamming, you know, that this was jamming the signal of the op- of the camera operator. Um, yeah, now that, yeah. that, that kind of initializes intent. And I think that's a little bit dangerous because we don't the, the, know. if The, thi- the thing is, is that when, when, when you can assume that it was a consistent signal that became a problem due to proximity, that it's much easier to believe it's passive. Whereas when you have a focused signal that yeah. came at a, at a specific moment, it's harder to, you know, 
Yeah. You can talk about yeah, it. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I'm 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder. But um, when you get some guys that are breaking it down frame by frame and actually reviewing all the data on the screen, which is what you actually have to do when you've got the frames to look at, look at them. And so, you know, that's what these guys do did, rather. And so, you know, at some point, we have, a, health... we have a completely white screen, you know, of just lines right. but, of but data. But that means that Hal's had these frames this whole time. We all have. Right. They, they, everyone's, they, everyone's had these It was declassified frames. in 2017 when it was, you know, broken and made public. And so, so um, are you saying but that... But the they... new information that's being released now since this symposium is the opinion of these it's, scientists it's the data, on the these on frames but, but 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 it, but is this to imply that basically um a lot of people already have these four frames uh on their local hard drives and they just don't even they it is never oh, no, yeah. noticed absolutely yeah we've all looked at it on the news in fact not the end but even the frames leading up to this have interesting information that i haven't even talked about yet really um, but are expressed in this symposium that I was a party to. And um, I've so, um, you know, taking notes in a symposium, taking video in a symposium, taking photographs, it's all part of the process of learning. And so in reviewing some of these things, I'm made aware of things that have slipped through the cracks. I, and, I'm, I'm, you know, right. I'm also being bombarded at the time by so much information. I have to review my notes. Okay, and guys, we got, we, my got, notes, we got 10 seconds. That's where Let's, this was discovered. Hi, Alien Critter. Hi, Scowling Greg O'Brien. Here we go. Greg gets it. Round of third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight. Is there more video footage that the majority of us haven't seen on the Tic Tac footage? The fedora-wearing John Hudson, this unbiased UFO report, with special guest Tim Senor here tonight, and... We're going to bring up this video on our YouTube side, but we're going to describe it for our radio side as it comes up because this is kind of important. It's kind of cool of what's going on. John, Tim, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Welcome. I think thanks for joining us, Tim. I mean, this is. I'm sorry. This is. This is kind of messing me up. This is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if this had happened to me in any other field I'd be in right now, I would walk away. I'd be like, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are obviously not as competent as I thought you all were. I'm going to go find someone else to learn from. See you later. I mean, well, don't this, kick yourself, this is, man. Um, this, this, none of us we really. We should all hang yeah. our heads in such shame over this. All not at all. This is, this is so no. sad. 
no, no, you're so misinterpreting sad. the data, man. The fact that this was hidden in plain sight simply means that a lot of people just didn't get it. You know, it's like if you were handed a cell phone and you're in the prehistoric age, you're going to be like, meh. <laughs> you know, you're not going to know what to do with it. You're going to throw it at someone. You're going to think it's a stone. And so when we're shown something like this, we can glaze right past something that we're being shown right here above us. If you freeze frame, you're going to see a circle. And that circle is important. And the scientists that are observing this see that and recognize that as being important because this is FLIR video. Why does it express this way? It actually moves. Um, and it moves independently. Um, so there's, there's further data being observed on that portion of the video. Um, and just to give you a quick quote of the, the, the final few frames, and this is expressed in the opinion of Dr. Michael Boyd in particular, and a quote is that, and I'm missing a portion of this, unfortunately, but it appears the UAP is hitting the Nimitz aircraft with an EMP, which saturates the IR detector array. And in his opinion, this makes him feel uncomfortable and he feels an unmet need for reassurance for future nonviolent intervention with UAPs. So, ba so basically at the end of the video, what we're seeing is the final four seconds that were pretty much cut off. So the newsrooms are going through the video. They're like, okay, the, the entire video of the Tic Tac is 1 minute 16 seconds. We're shown probably a 10, 15 second clip of the pilots go, what is that? What is that doing? Look at that thing go. You know, all sorts of pilot talk that goes on with this with this uh, jet and this tic-tac. And then it gets to the end where when you're watching it, you actually see the screen twice go bright white. Now, what, what they're saying is this wasn't caused by the, the camera on the FA-18 fighter. Instead, this was some sort of EMP pulse that was yeah. let off by the Tic Tac as maybe a defensive mechanism or some sort of mechanism that says, hey, you're playing with me, I'm going to play with you. Am I correct with that, Tim? That is potentially what is being thrown around right now. Yeah, that, that is one of the theories. Um, and so there's still a lot of interesting data being uh, resolved through this, but that is one. And and that um, so is that is the important big new thing, right? Like you said, Tim, is it is it that before even if you did have these frames, you might have seen those two flashed flashes in the screen and just thought they were whatever, right? Just what you know, some video issue, noise. right? Not yeah. interpreted it in the way that it's now being interpreted. And so that interpretation, you know, now do we have any information as to like who was involved in that ter interpretation and how long that took to develop and like, like why, why it took so long. Um, I can only name the two doctors, uh, the physicists that I know. Uh, so Dr. Michael Boyd and Dr. Hal put off. Those are the people that right. spoke on this particular piece that I'm aware of. Of course, UAP task, task force has a team. Um, of course, Navy has their own scientists. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, there's a large reference of people that have looked at this frame by frame, but um, publicly, we're only getting the the side from Putoff and Dr. Boyd, you know, giving their opinions publicly, which I'm sure 
are working off of other information that they work in. I mean, and and, and things. I have no problem with 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 newspaper and newsrooms doing the, their 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 nice clean cuts. I get that, but uh, in my experience, in every other field I've I've been in, uh, whenever you're researching anything, you always get the most original version of that data as you can, and you pour over it with your own eyes because you can never trust anyone else to interpret it for you. And right. I just I always assumed. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, and so if you scroll to one twelve, a minute twelve seconds, that's where we can start breaking down what uh, what the video is really all about. Um, and so the other stuff is is great. And there's a lot there we can talk about that, and there's some information from these two scientists on that. But these final few frames we find interesting, uh, in particular. Um, simply because we can break down how this interacts. And so because you see the, final break, few the lock frames, break and then reestablish and it disappears for a moment. Um, and at the same time that that's occurring, you see the dis that the circle is no longer there. So we saw that large circle in the top kind of move down. Um, it, you don't see the tic tac in the circle in the same frame when it disappears. So there's the circle. Um, so this is information, and we'll just go ahead and call this what it is right now. Um, in the words of Hal Putoff, uh, dark torus-shaped balloon, quote-unquote, rotating clockwise above UAP appears cooler on the IR than other regions. Under Putoff's hypothesis, expanded space-time, and under Boyd's anti-gravity, quote-unquote, balloon. P side of gravity diode, which is something that um, is a little bit technical to get into right now. So the dark region to the left of the UAP under put off hypothesis is expanded space time. And the smart, small, dark oval shaped balloon, quote unquote, rotating to the clockwise and below is UAP. And that's, um, so that's there's where actually you see multiple. And that's where you see it change shape again. Okay. Um, off to the upper right in the frames where we can see a lock. Once we've got a lock, actually, you kind of have it. Hey, we should do a the... watch party for when Mick West reviews this. Right, right. Well, oh, so right there is actually pretty good. You're going to see some shapes moving off to the right there once it gets lock again. And we're calling these um, quote unquote balloon shapes brighter region to the right of the UAP is warmer on the IR sensors. And under put off hypothesis, denser in the lighter quote unquote balloon. Okay, so that's a little bit hard to imagine, but it's part of why this thing is moving the way it does. And then finally, Tim, in the bottom Tim, right, Tim, yes, sorry, go ahead. Do, you know, do 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 um, do FLIR cameras only use infrared, or do they also include an optical? I guess they like right. It's literally yeah. just only forward-looking infrared. FLIR only is what you're seeing here. There's only okay. one capture. Okay. Okay. One data wow. point. So that is, and only... then they're using radar. Okay. So okay. Okay. in in combination oh, okay. with okay. onboard okay. and then okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. terrestrial. Okay. That so, so you that... know there's there's two data points with radar. 
and then one visual IR. Um, so we just don't know of the other two. We only have this. Right, and the thing is, too, is it is it that that dark region that we're seeing up there? Um, the contrast, uh, the the diff of the contrast between that and the rest of it is so slight. Um, where it's it's such a you could almost say it's by luck that we even can see it, which then means that if you had a higher quality version of this film, there may very well be other artifacts in that frame that have equally interesting importance that we can't see, but someone else can. Yeah, a multi-spectrum camera mount would be ideal. I don't think that was really in their capacity at the time. Or maybe they do have it and we don't know about it. Well, you but know, again, one thing yeah, One thing ahead. I'll say really quick is um, uh, Dave um, uh, Beatty was on um, uh, Jimmy Church night and he was talking about he the sure fact was. that what, what, one of the things that he finds curious is that um, most of these ships have this pod um, that sits, uh, you know, fairly high up in the structure with uh, an incredible array of of high definition cameras, uh, forward looking infrared. I mean, um, zoom lenses and so forth. And I mean, these these are these these collect data about everything that comes within any proximity of the ship, and they do it in every freaking frequency that they possibly can. Where's that information, right? Like that that had right. to have been running while all this everything else has been going on. Right. So Dave, you're circling in on those frames right now. Are you seeing the frames the way I showed you in my demonstration? So if you went are you able to go forward frame by frame? I cuz this only, is coming <clears throat> from the navy. I could only go through the video. And that's You know, and I'm actually not seeing the frames that, you know, oh there it is. There it is. So very Man, there's like literally four frames, and it happens so quickly, you can miss it. So all is I can do really is describe it. Let him finish. Let him finish. Sorry, so sorry. we can hear. Yeah. So basically, again, we'll just review what takes place over four to eight frames. Very well done there. That's a good freeze. Um, perfect. So that's that is a moment where it is literally firing what was considered potentially and let's just visualize it as an emp because it it temporarily blinds the ir now theoretically it could do that with what heat um or cold or electromagnetic pulse or you know now what does that well it can't be a lot of things right you can rule out drones. You can rule out another craft, aircraft, mundane, you know, typically. So, I mean, already we're already into a realm of now let's see what is it. And Well, except, except for the one thing I would say, Tim, is, it, is it even there there's a caveat because, um, you know, I have um, – I don't run them anymore. But I, I, I have servers I used to run in my house where, where it would watch for certain types of scans – and if you scanned me in a certain way, it would trigger a response. And some of those responses were rather aggressive. And this was not even using artificial intelligence. This was just using a bunch of scripts. So to think that an advanced drone wouldn't have a small subset that says, hey, if you ever see a signal from anyone you don't like it, invert it and send it back. That's a real simple instruction yeah. set to put into a drone that would work sure. real well for defense sure. mechanisms. So you're you're saying potentially adversary mundane drone uh, still, equipped with the all, all I'm saying is that, is all I'm saying is that I would love to say yeah. that 
Here's the problem with that. I don't know how they lose a lock. And I don't know how that pulse seems is more like a distraction while it disappears again. Go ahead, Dave. Guys, let's remember we are on Radio 2, so we got to explain this for our radio audience. So when when Tim is talking about lock, this is radar lock that the pilot on the FA-18 Super Hornet would have on this, say, in a battle zone would be able to fire a his guns or his missiles or rockets towards this aircraft. That's what we're talking about with a lock on this target. Correct, Tim? You're absolutely right. Thank you for that clarification. I appreciate that, brother. And you know what? Um, thinking further on this, it is, you know, it is interesting that this wasn't highlighted at any point or questioned publicly, like, what is this? I think a lot of assumptions were made initially that this was um, something like jamming, right? And I think there's a perfect example. That's a great freeze frame where there's just straight bars across the screen, totally white out a lot of well, noise. And, and this is a perfect example of something we don't, we don't have knowledge of in that the, 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 the camera manufacturer knows like specifically what sort of things can be received in signal that will produce this sort of screen. And so they can narrow it down even further, like exactly what's causing, you know, or at least help, you know, uh, um, confirm or, or, or refute any kind of data that's coming from any other part of the system. Dave, what are your thoughts on some of these dark spots that they're identifying above it as uh, colder regions on the IR? Um, being put off hypothesis on expanded space time potentially or a wormhole. What do you? How do you feel about know. that? I don't know. I mean, look, uh, there are so many more smart people talking about this besides me, man. And well, I, you- I and I am looking at that round hole and uh, that would be so for people on radio, you see the tic tac within the, what we call the crosshairs of the, of the FLIR camera, which is what the pilot is looking at through the head up display. And there is this giant round circle above the tic tac that they are saying could be a wormhole or something for it to jump in and out. And what I'm saying is I don't know like for my amateur way of looking at this, to me it looks like pareidolia from the camera. It doesn't look like anything else that it would be affecting this craft or target. But these are gentlemen who have the scientific background who can look into this and say, no, no, this is something that vanishes. This is something that disappears and then reappears when the craft makes a turn or when the craft speeds up or, or whatever. They have that timing and, and the mechanisms to be able to, to, to try and prove that. For me, it looks like pareidolia in the sky. Well, I mean, to, to your point, they, they know specifically what a, um, a, a, a slight color variation like that means to their system. Like the fact that the rest of the sky is one shade of gray and that circle is a slightly darker shade of gray. Like aside from it, you know, I think Tim, you said that they identified that as a, as a colder region or a warmer region. Uh, the circle is a colder, a colder region. region right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, that's, yeah, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. uh, and, and so, but the thing is, is that that, I don't know if, 
like it's very possible that you're talking about such a slight such a slight delta such a small difference that if you were looking at it in any other frequency you wouldn't see it right right it's very interesting and i love the fact that dave slipped out of the woo and into the world of hmm skeptic potential i no, love I'm it always, i love well, it as much as i love I just, the woo i'm always very skeptic i want to try yeah, no, find, i love that. i, I want to try and find the answers i mean i love it when people throw yeah. at me oh you're just all woo and everything i i'm not i try and look for logic first so so here's the crazy thing for me personally when when i sat and um kind of reviewed what i'd sat in front of one time and then let it sink in and it processed um the last time i was on your show i talked about my personal experience on the bainbridge island Tic Tac event, right? My nine family members witnessed a Tic Tac in the sky fire a beam, right? That opened a portal in the sky and something either entered or exited potentially. And I have photographs and stuff that I took while this was happening. So when I kind of stumbled on this in my notes, I was like, wait a minute, I saw a Tic Tac fire a beam and here's a Tic Tac maybe firing a beam and Hal Putoff is talking about it. It rang some bells for me. You know, because I potentially saw that occurring over Seattle, you know. And so that's another reason why I brought it to everyone's attention and um, not just yours, but a few other people. And And the funny thing is, nobody remembers looking at these frames. Nobody, really. I mean, do any of you recall? Like, it was it was literally the four frames that nobody really knew about. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's been there the whole time. I find that incredibly interesting. Back over to you guys. <laughs> well, and you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, there are like, for example, when, when, uh, when Eric Davis, Dr. Eric Davis was on Skinwalker ranch and uh, they witnessed a portal in IR, he said that he could actually see um, aspects of the portal that appeared to have geometry that actually had commonality between some of the math that he'd been working on when it comes to how a portal might actually work in real life, right? And, you know, we do have a lot of work that's been done in that, um, you know, uh, Leonard Susskind did a bunch of work on, on, on black holes being connected. Um, and, you know, you even looked at Harold uh, Sonny White. Um, he actually worked on building a, a warp field inframonometer that would actually be able to detect um, uh, you know, um, uh, some any kind of variation in, in this. I don't know how far he got. I know he left NASA and now he's doing his own thing down in Austin. But um, but the thing is, is that there there should be. I guess my what I'm trying to get at is that there there could be more information available in that film that could tell you even more about whether this is really some sort of a space time distortion or whether it's something else. There might even be more data available that we're just not seeing. You're absolutely right. And, um, you know, not to forget that at the end of every black hole is actually a quasar, right? And so if we can learn to control that sort of well, thing. And, that, and that's exactly, right. that, that's exactly um, where, where things get really interesting. Because, like, if, if, you, um, if you read um, um, what, what Sustin worked on is the idea that basically every, every two black holes are connected. And essentially the amount of information that gets absorbed into the black hole not only increases the size of the disk, but also increases the length of the tunnel. So you can actually shove planets in to push the tunnel out further. 
All right, an extended version of the Unbiased UFO Report with John and Tim tonight. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Space Down Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, LGAP, Spreaker, the Face Travelers, Facebook Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Space Down Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Space Down Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night, but soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.